announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Congratulations. You played yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lucha Outsider Show. I'm Leo. That's Mario. The heel, the seal, the deal, the villain, the <laughs> show, the anti-hero, all the IWC, your boy, Mr. Rated R. And our third man on the broadcasting team. Hopefully he doesn't screw up the intro like he did last week from Suplex City, bitch. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck was that? Oh, my God. Oh, right, Jesus yeah. Christ, that was horrible. Anyway, if you missed anything on today's episode, make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast right. version of the show. Yeah, I too sound like I won't be fancy album podcast. Tune in, I'm Lowsradio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. He moved the camera again. Of course he did. I didn't move uh, the uh, camera. Uh, uh, the camera. Uh, uh, again. Ah, uh, 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 fuck you guys. You moved the camera. Like we had you <laughs> front and center, and you moved the camera. All right. How y'all doing? <laughs> it's gonna be a long fucking show. What up, Mario? You played yourself. Put that up a little bit. Congratulations, you played yourself. All right, there you go. Anyway, here. Yeah. Yeah. Should, should I start the show with another rant? Long day. No. No. I have a headache. No, 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 no ranting today. No I'm ranting today. But welcome to episode one twenty four. And how do you say that in Spanish, uh, Leo? Ciento veinticuatro. All right, of the Lucha Outsider show. Sammy, how do you say it in Spanish? Uh, hey, That was actually pretty good. Hey, that was actually pretty good. Hey, actually pretty good. Puerto Rican. All right. Speaking of Spanish and Latinos and stuff, um, let's give a big congratulations. He did not play himself to Kenny Omega. He's your new AAA Mega Champion. He defeated Ray Phoenix at last night's AAA event in Mexico, and um. It's funny because a lot of people that are not like they don't know about AAA or CML or whatever. Like I, I did do a post on it. Are those people, the ones that change my car tires, AAA. No, 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 no. It, it said mm. some people that don't know about AAA or just don't know anything about like lucha libre. They, they, they make comments like, "Oh, he went from being a world champion to being like a jobber champion, like some." company somewhere down those lines yeah, but yeah. you know obviously oh, those God. type obviously those type of people know nothing about wrestling and know nothing about lucha libre right you know you could right. criticize triple a's booking or some of the the stuff they've done in the past but i mean it is a big organization like people know what triple a is and and it's a company that's been around for years uh they actually spun off from CMLL back in the day where, where the booker didn't like the way CMLL was being ran. So he took the top stars and built AAA, basically. 
Um, yes. And they've been around for years. And, and some of the biggest stars that we know of have all come from there. You know, yeah. you had a lot of good wrestlers uh, go through there. And even to this day, you have a lot of guys that, that are still wrestling in that company. So, again, maybe just because we don't get it as much on this side of the of Trump's wall. But it's a good show, though. You know what it is, too? The And I'm sure Sam could back me up on this. A lot of people talk shit without even knowing. Yeah. And then it's like because they don't know something or they don't think it's as mainstream as the WWE. They, like, completely, like... Won't even acknowledge it. They won't even try it. Like, people will be like, oh, a certain wrestler's irrelevant, right? Because they've wrestled for the last two years in Impact Wrestling. I'm Mm. like, how are they irrelevant? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of mindset people sometimes have. Right, Sam? Yeah, Yeah, it's just ignorant comments from ignorant people. Um, The world is bigger than just the United States of America. Um, It's just, it's upsetting, but at the same time, these people know nothing about, you know, wrestling, so... You know, they could stay in their WWE bubble and, you know, for, forget them. You know what I mean? That's why I feel about it. All right. So congrats to Kenny Omega. Let's talk yeah. about, uh, I guess, I don't know. I, I had this conversation um, before we even started the show with Leo, and I haven't really gotten your opinion on it, uh, Sam. But um, I feel like I'm kind of in the minority here that kind of feels bad for Eric Bischoff's firing. And this is probably like... <laughs> One of the biggest news this week, because he got fired from WWE, and now Bruce Pritchard, which congrats to him. Bruce Pritchard's a great guy. He's been Vince McMahon's main man for, I don't know, like, how long already? Like, for decades, it seems like. And now he's taking over Eric Bischoff's role, and that's it. Eze e is gone from the WWE. So, uh, Sam, I haven't really gotten your thoughts on it, and we'll get Leo's too. But, Sam, what you think about uh, Eric Bischoff and his firing? Uh, I could understand why you feel bad just on a personal level when a guy takes a job and then moves his whole family and, you know, relocates and he's got kids and a wife and, you know, you're changing your whole personal life to just for, for your career. Yeah, that sucks because, you know, well, how long did it last? Four months, you know, and that's terrible. But just from what I've seen the past couple of weeks, I mean, we've talked about it on the show, SmackDown hasn't put out some of the best content recently. And um, if I don't know if it was the Fox executives or if it was an internal thing within WWE where I've read some things where people were feeling like they wanted to quit under Bischoff's regime, like maybe he was stressing them out or maybe he wasn't taking the time to learn some of the uh, you know, WWE superstars names, even like he's not up on the current product. Maybe he just took the job just to take the job. And that's and what make, it, that's what it seems money. like. It seems like he just kind of took the job just to take the job. And like, even when he does his podcast and I think Eric Bischoff is a nice guy. And I think in a lot of ways he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Cause I feel like in the, and I've said this in previous episodes, I feel like in the nineties or whatever, if it wasn't for him kind of shaking up, uh, WCW and starting the NWO, shaking up the wrestling. We world. wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten the Attitude Era from WWF back in the day. So I feel like he doesn't get the credit he deserves. But I feel like when it comes to this case, he kind of took the job. I feel like kind of like what Sam said, just to take the job and also maybe also in a way kind of like redeem himself. But at the same time, he knew nothing about the product. And if you've been reading the reports now, this is reported, so it's allegedly, if you will. Right. Um, you know, he's kind of just, you know, they would, there'd be meetings and he would not be at the meetings. Sometimes he would be spotted in catering. So <laughs> it, it, it seems like he just, there was a disconnect there. And one thing 
I've noticed about Eric from listening to his podcast is when he talks about wrestling, he has respect for the business, but I've always gotten like the vibe that he doesn't need it. Like got other guys, they breathe and bleed and live professional wrestling like a Jim Ross. But like, I don't get the same vibe from Eric Bischoff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's in the later stages of his life. So I I mean, did he even need to take the job? Like exactly like we were talking about, maybe he just took it just to take it. Maybe he was bored just doing the podcast or, you know, I don't know, whatever, whatever he was doing before he decided to take this role within WWE. But to be honest with you, I'm sure he's a little upset that, you know, he didn't last that long, but I don't think it's going to hurt him that bad financially like no i don't i don't think so either and leo mentioned something to me off air before we even started the show that vince mcmahon obviously took care of him right of course yeah he paid for him to move out there and then i'm pretty sure they paid for him to move back what's up what is it when they give you a, a compensation a package uh-huh yeah, severance package yeah. yeah there you go severance that package. was the word that was the word yeah but no, and and with with these guys, like they're used to that lifestyle. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna buy a house and I'm gonna live here all my life and I'm gonna work my nine to five just in this area. Especially like a job title like that, I don't yeah. think you would buy a house. I think you would rent, right? No, because they're used to the, these things. Again, if the ratings tank, you know you're the first one to go. Well, I was saying this to Leo too off air, and I'll and I'll and I'll say it to you now, Sam. Don't you feel like also Eric Bischoff was kind of like a. Uh, not the guinea pig, but more in the an sense escape an scapegoat. <laughs> like if the ratings tank, the blame goes strictly on Eric mm-hmm. and not anybody else. Like they hired him to create a buzz. Cause think about it. When they dropped the news that Heyman and Bischoff were going to take over raw and SmackDown, that's all the wrestling world is talking about that week. But, th- but did you actually, including get, us, but did you actually get a change in SmackDown? Like, did you see Bischoff's hands in the in the product? Well, appa- I didn't see well, it. Well, apparently, oh. allegedly, allegedly, the whole who 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 attacked Roman Reigns was a Bischoff idea. Apparently, oh my god! Yeah, it, it, that that was what I was gonna bring up, especially <laughs> especially when they unmasked the guy and that the guy what, that, that had Bischoff written all over it. Yeah, I was like, this is WCW, Jason. What is going on? But. Um, yeah, he was definitely the fall guy, you know, uh, I, 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 and it's classic Vince McMahon, uh, hiring too. It's like, uh, let me get the guy that almost put me out of business and, and then you just know, fire embarrass him. him. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Hey, that's WCW, that's uh, WCW, ECW all over again. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, he couldn't put me out of business and he couldn't last here four months. You know, it's just like complete, complete burial Bischoff on <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i don't know man i just i just look at bischoff and and and, and i i could see how he, there's a disconnect there and maybe he wasn't really all in on his job uh, i see what you did but, but i i don't know i kind of feel for him but it, like Sam said, it's not going to affect him financially. You know, obviously he was renting, so he'll and move. He's, and he's taken care of. He's taken care of. He'll move back to Wyoming. He'll continue doing the podcast. And and Conrad, shout outs to Conrad, to the rescue. This guy fucking books him for StarCast already. Yeah. Uh, tell all uh, show will be going on in StarCast. I'm sure I'm, there will. I'm sure. I'm sure there will be a tell all, um, you know, uh, show at Starcast and apparently uh you know Bruce talked about it in something to wrestle with this week. Um Jim Ross also on his podcast made comments about the whole Bischoff 
firing. So I'm sure at 83 weeks this Monday, we're definitely going to get, um, we're definitely going to get, uh, you know, Bischoff saying what he has to say and kind of his feelings about it. But kind of like what you said also, not only in the financially aspect, Sam, but also that dude's like a man's man. So he's not going to, even if he's hurt, he's like a proud guy. So he's not going to show himself like, and he's not going to talk like he's bent out of shape about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's definitely no selling this thing. Exactly. And, you know, he doesn't want to burn his bridges either. Cause yeah. You cause know, they, might, they might bring him back for an on-screen role one day or... Yeah, and you, know, and you know McMahon's is petty when it comes to things like that. Like, oh, you you said something bad about me in, in 2019. I'm not going to hire you forever. Yeah. Well, he'll hire him and then put him in a shitty situation where he winds up with, like, manure all over him or, like... Probably. He, or, like, in some stupid skit, you know? So, but, uh, now, now, Sam, you can't see this, though, but uh, the the people on, uh, on, on the Facebook are able to see it. Um, I actually was able to pull up the ratings... Uh, for this week, including for Raw, NXT, AEW, and SmackDown. Now, it shows you how many people are actually tuning in, but it also shows you the plus or minus from the week before. Look oh, okay. at SmackDown. SmackDown is down 15% week over week. That's wow. a lot. Do you think <sighs> that eventually, because next week, due to the World Series, they're going to be on FS1. Do you think if we continue getting this decline... From SmackDown, that move to FS1, it's gonna happen, it's right? Gonna be permanent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, that might be a permanent thing. And you gotta remember, they're in a bad spot on Friday nights at eight o'clock. I mean, most people, uh, you know, they're getting ready to go out and make plans. You know, most most of America has off on the weekend, so. Nobody really wants to sit home and watch wrestling on a Friday night. They want to get together with their friends, have some drinks, or, you know, c you know, catch up with family or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, Friday night is definitely a bad spot. So, but yeah. where do you put them though? Well, you can't put them. Uh, so we're talking about Fox here, right? You yeah. can't put them Thursday because Thursday night football. Yes. You can't put them Wednesday because you got the Wednesday night wars. Mm-hmm. You, um, you can't go back to Tuesday. Do no. you want to go back to Tuesday? You can't put them on uh, Saturday. It's a rough situation. I think uh, the only, I think the only FS one is the only way. That's to the go. only scapegoat I mean, <laughs> in, in many ways. You know, if this, uh, if this decline continues to happen on on Fox, even though I I will say that this week SmackDown was a little bit of an improvement, but if this decline continues to happen, you know, yeah, that, but, but that, that double digit drop that that FS one, uh, you know, I guess uh, FS one. Spot, spot <laughs> might be uh might be a thing. Now we're looking at these numbers here, right? So you have the fifteen percent drop on SmackDown, um, you know, down to two point four million. That's still a good number. It still did beat Raw, who only went down two points. But my biggest thing, and I'm looking at, is this NXT and AEW. Now, people are saying, oh yeah, AEW had a decline, but look at that percentage. They still broke yes. a million, and, and NXT. But I'm saying it's less than 1% where you're going down for AEW, where NXT almost lost 10% of the viewership. NXT right now is down to 712,000 people that saw it. So you're going to have, again, with these declines, don't be so so shocked if SmackDown moves over to Wednesdays and they move NXT somewhere else. Mm, back on the network. I, they, they, Smack if they move SmackDown to Wednesdays, it's got to be a Fox. No, no, I'm what I'm saying Fox, but the, FS1, wherever. But then, it be. but then, 
USA still paid for NXT. So what do you do with that? Like, do they just switch? Friday or Tuesday. Or maybe they just put NXT back on the network and then remember, remember back in the day, you say US, USA used to have like uh, WWF, LimeWire, yeah. and uh, what was the other one? Uh, they had another one. I think it was Superstars or something. Maybe it could do like a recap show on the weekends or whatever. And this is all hypothetically speaking here. Where it's not like it's going to be a legit thing. No, no. Hey, what up to uh, Piloto? He's saying Lucha's fake. <laughs> what up, Piloto? What's up? <laughs> So no, but and and when you're looking at all these numbers, right? Again, it's not like we're jumping on the AEW bandwagon. Which, by the way, the show this week was good. Uh, it was enjoyable, and we are going to get to it in a minute. But these numbers are what the executives are looking at. These percentages, these changes, these fluctuation in numbers are is what they're looking at. And if we're looking at a week over week, yeah, they did lose viewership. But I think the biggest number there is that SmackDown, 15%, man. My thing is, on Friday nights, what was Fox putting out before they had SmackDown in that spot? What was that spot I don't know, for? some fucking show or something. Probably Family Feud or some shit, I don't know. Well, remember, UFC at one point was on Fridays. Yes. But yeah. that wasn't like a weekly thing. That was like like monthly or something. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a little early to, you know, make that move. I know that they're doing the FS1 because of the World Series, but let's hold off on uh, assumptions because that's still a huge number. Two million, almost two and a half million people on a Friday night. Um, I'm, I'm sure like, you know, Fox has ABC and CBS and NBC to compete with, but they're still beating, you know, all these other networks that are putting out stuff like, um, you know, Nickelodeon and 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 Spike TV and all these other you know networks that are putting on you know content Fox is still beating all of them so and that's still a big number um I think it's just a little early especially cuz I mean they just started this um to start m making moves like that that's that's just the way I feel about it you know all right let's talk about smackdown let's start stop talking about the ratings or whatever because at the end of the day we're just we're just calling the ratings what the ratings you know if a show's enjoyable the show's we're enjoyable it we're doesn't, still gonna it, watch it we're still gonna watch it regardless <laughs> so you know we're just break breaking down the the the, the, the decline mm -hmm. of each show right. but let's talk about smackdown the show started off with nakamura versus roman reigns this match was pretty cool mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't like a barn burner or anything like that but it was an entertaining match um I, I would like them, you know, even though it ended with uh, interference by Baron Corbin, King Corbin, which led to the main event with uh, King Corbin and Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman Reigns. But the little interaction between Roman Reigns and Nakamura, I really did enjoy it. What you think, Sam? I loved it. And I liked how it ended because I felt like they were protecting their champion for once in Nakamura. I was like, wow, like he didn't take the pinfall from Roman. This is great. And then, you know, they set up the tag match, and then just to jump the gun a little bit, Nakamura takes the pinfall in the main event. And then I was hmm. like, what the hell, man? But that's just me nitpicking. But I, I thought the match was great. Uh, it started out a little slow, but by mid to up. the end, yeah, it definitely picked up. And, um, man, I, I would love to see those two in a, in a program together. I you think know? the direction that we're going to go in, which I'm all for, I think it's going to be a Daniel Bryan Nakamura program. Oh, that, yeah. would be good. <laughs> that would be great. I think that's what we're going to get. And Daniel Bryan knows that strong style very well. So, you know, we're going to get like probably a, a most likely a five-star match between Nakamura and Daniel Bryan. 
I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so because I feel like last year we got a lot of the AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, and I felt like it kind of fell flat. Um, I think I their w- last match felt flat. The one, the reason why it fell flat towards the end is be, the matches started becoming repetitive because right. they had two SmackDown matches that were good. And then they had a TLC match that was really, really great. Even though I think the the second SmackDown match that they had, where Daniel Bryan turned heel and turned and took the belt from AJ, I think that was the best match out of the three. But the TLC match was really, really good too. And then once they got the Rumble, I don't know it's what happened at the Rumble, but like it just ended up falling flat because then you had Eric Rowan returning, and it's just like what the fuck. Yeah, that's the one that stands out to me. That that really fell flat and I kind of forgot about that one that you just brought up where Daniel Bryan gives him the low blow at the end. That was a great match, mm-hmm. but I was expecting more from those two, like, you know, a wrestle kingdom kind of vibe there. You know what I mean? Like almost on like a Kenny Omega level. When you're talking about Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, you're talking about two of the best in the world period. Um, but now if you're doing a Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, Man, I mean, we were talking about this when Daniel Bryan came back from his his injury, like fantasy booking, like now he could, you know, wrestle Nakamura. We've been waiting for this forever. So I hope that that's where they're going. You know what I mean? And um, it's starting to pick up around that time where we're getting Survivor Series and Royal Rumbles right around the corner. So maybe we might see that on one of these, uh, you know, big four pay-per-views. Yeah, and it's definitely going to be for the Intercontinental Championship. And who knows? We might see a potential second reign for Daniel Bryan if this is the few that that we get. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it either. One thing I did mention to you also, uh, Sam, was Daniel Bryan needs to go back to the Burgundy Tights, man. He's not a heel anymore. He needs to go back to the Burgundy Tights. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I would like like to see that, man. You know, before uh, Daniel Bryan retires, because I know that he's been – talking about that uh recently on on the uh bella's podcast um i i would love to see him in a in a program with pete dunn because uh, i think pete dunn has gone on record to say that daniel bryan was a big influence on him and that's why he wears the burgundy i mean i would just love to see that i don't know if they could like put that on a takeover or what but man, uh, that's, you know that's what fantasy book well, let's me right there. let's talk about that the 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 potential of that match when we talk about nxt let's continue with smackdown okay all right so um bailey uh bailey dark cuts probably i'm not saying the promo was great but for her probably the best promo she's ever cut in his whole career in her whole career yeah i'll agree i thought i thought the promo was great um life's a bitch and then you die that's vince McMahon <laughs> words right there yeah, but that's that was true, man. That I I loved it. I loved it, and I was sitting there watching it with my daughter, who's a big Bailey uh, fan, and and uh, she was she was digging it too. And I I, I don't know if that's a, a bad thing, where if people are still liking it or whatever, or maybe they're liking this more than the the cheesy ba- hug Bailey you know character she was doing. But I'm enjoying this. I'll I, I'll speak for myself. I like this Bailey more than the fucking uh fucking stupid. And the happy-go-lucky. Happy bullshit. I love this. I'm a hugger. I love this a lot more. I'm not sure about the soccer mom haircut, but it's a new look. I enjoy. But you you need that look, though. You need that, that that, hey, it's Bailey. Oh, wait, it's not. 
Yeah. I'm going to remix what you're saying is you need a different look, not necessarily a soccer mom haircut. Uh-huh. I get the different look, but it didn't have to necessarily be that haircut. If I mean, any shorter would just been a butchy bitch. It doesn't have to be short. It could be something different. She could have just dyed her hair or something. It didn't, she didn't have to chop it off, but whatever. It's something different. Yeah. I like it. Uh, we'll allow it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but this pro- this led to, a, I think, a six-pack challenge between uh, – Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Nikki Cross, and Dana Brooke, and Lacey Evans. I thought this match was really good. I think all women, all the women busted their asses. I Every single one high, of them. I was highly surprised at how good that was. I was like, wow, a lot of these uh, female wrestlers, they don't have the buzz like they should maybe. But they wrestled they with a the chip there. on their shoulder. Right. They busted their ass, and that was probably the match of the night in my opinion. Um, right I low-key, low-key wanted Sonya Deville to win. Isn't that your boy Loki? Can you stop with Sorry. the with the ab libs and, and nonsense, bro? <laughs> um, I low key wanted uh Sony Deville to went go over because I I I like Sony Deville so much and I I want to see her like I want to see her get pushed like a, a like kind of just going through people kind of like what the, what they done with um, with Shayna Baszler kind of like what they've been doing with Shayna Baszler kind of what they've been doing with Bianca Belair and Rhea and Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley over in NXT and Io, Io Shirai could put her in that same category too. I kind of want them to book Sonya Deville that way. I could see that. That that's kind of like what her character should kinda, be. Yeah, should be and kind of de- deserves um you know when you're talking about somebody that's that's out there doing like the MMA gimmick thing. Uh, she should be kind of like a, a machine that runs through people, but you know it's WWE booking, and if Vince doesn't see it, then Vince doesn't see it. So, um, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I hope the best for her in in the future because she's she's definitely improved leaps and bounds uh, since we first saw her on, on Tough Enough. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that uh, her relationship with Manny Rose is really, really cool. Kind of like a, a Iconics at Jace where they came up together and they haven't, you know, split apart yet. So, uh, you know. They definitely it, like a Iconics, also like a Lake Cool vibe. Right, right. Um, yeah. Also the beautiful people in TNA. So there's definitely, I like the pairing, but... They could still be paired up, and one of them could go for the title. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I would I would like to see like a uh, Mandy Rose getting all the accolades, kind of like it, it is like a classic like uh, split up uh, booking where she's getting all the accolades, and Sonya Deville's kind of getting like the shit end of the stick, and then you know Sonya turns on on Mandy and becomes like a, a baby face that kind of like you know. Get finally, I get mine, and she she takes the title from Mandy or whatever. But you know what that kind of reminds me of? That kind of reminds me. Remember, um, Charlotte's early run, um, in the main roster when they paired her with Dana Brooke, and then Dana Brooke would help Charlotte kind of get these wins or whatever, and then finally Dana Brooke just fucking turned on her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel bad for Dana Brooke when she came out on Friday. I was like, oh no, bendito, like. Here she comes, and, and she was like, come on, guys, yeah, like trying to get the, the crowd into it or whatever. Yo, she and hit a nice swanton in the match. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. When she, the <laughs> bell rang, though. When the bell rang, she showed her ass. She did a damn good job, man. She, well, she, apparently on social media, everybody's been praising Dana Brooke because they had her have her, like, doing matches on main event, like, you know, which mm-hmm. is, like, recorded before Raw. And apparently she she be killing it. I don't think she's bad in the ring at all. No, no, she's one of those people that's underrated mm-hmm. on on the roster, and um, you know, that that women's division in WWE slash NXT is second to none. 
they have the best women's division on the planet, I, I, I feel. I agree. Honest, I agree. You know? All right, so let's talk about the Wednesday Night Wars. We got week three of AEW versus NXT, and AEW did beat NXT in the ratings once again, even though there was a decline of both shows. But let's talk about the match that started off AEW, because I think this was one of the best matches of the week, and that's the Best Friends versus SCU. It was supposed to be Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, and then the Lucha Brothers came out, attacked Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, um, Kazarian, uh, Pentagon Jr. did give uh, a package power driver to Christopher Daniels. Ended up taking him out. Uh, Scorpio Sky came out. And he ended up taking Christopher Daniels' place and wrestled with just, you know, some tape around his wrist, some jeans and some sneakers. And then he ended up wrestling with no sneakers. But this match was incredible between the best friends and SEU. That spot where he takes off the shoe and throws it and then bites his foot, I couldn't stand that. But other than that, the whole the rest of the match was wonderful. I love how they're putting over that package pile driver like it's really devastating. You know what I mean? Like it'll take somebody out. I feel like in wrestling we don't have enough moves like that where, um, you know, when it's hit, it's done. You know what I mean? Uh, that's the way it used to be with people's finishers, and now people are kicking out left and right, you know, all these false finishes. But the package pile driver seems like they're really putting it over as a devastating maneuver. And that match was off the chant, uh, off the charts. AEW has been starting off every week on a top notch level to try and, and keep people tuned in to TNT. I agree. You know? I agree 110%. Do you think that the, that the way that they're starting these shows, because it's always something different? Like, it doesn't feel like, hey, we're going to do a 10-minute promo just to push, you know, the, the main event like they do on SmackDown. Because that's how I feel SmackDown starts from time to time. It's like, hey, we're going to do a 10-minute promo just to push the main event. I think with AEW, you're getting different types of matches and different starts to the shows. Like, the way with this tag team, I think it was really good the way they did it. So, so when I the Wednesday Night Wars, how I end up watching is I always watch AEW first and then I watch NXT, like, right after it. And one thing I've noticed, and people are going to be like, oh, you're being biased, whatever. And don't get that. I have my criticism on AEW, which I'll get to in a little bit. But when I watch AEW, I feel like they're just trying to put on the best product, like, no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when I watch NXT, don't get me wrong, NXT's product's good, too. But I feel like NXT, when they book their match lineup or segment lineup, it's like they're doing it as a counter to what AEW is doing. Like, I feel like when I'm watching NXT, they're reacting to what they're doing on AEW. And I'll give you an example. AEW started off with SCU yeah. versus um versus the Best Friends, right? Incredible yeah. match. And then before the match even started, you had the, the, the Lucha Brothers attacking SCU, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, that was the start of the show, yeah. What did NXT start with? They start off with the returning Ciampa facing Garza Jr., but... Champa ran through Garza. Yeah. The only reason they put that match first was people were going to watch Champa's first match, but we knew that this wasn't going to be a competitive match. Yeah. Champa ran right through Garza. You know it was the be a only squash. reason they booked this match to start with is because people wanted to watch Champa's return. When you flip, it wasn't over. a competitive mm-hmm. match like in previous weeks where you had you had Riddle and Cole the first week, and then the following week you had Leo Rush and Drew Gulak. This week they reacted like, "What's going to get eyes on?" Oh. This is a returning match of Ciampa. Let's book that first, even though he's literally going to run through Garza Jr. You get what I'm saying, Sam? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it was kind of disappointing because Garza Jr. and He's a great talent. I know that they could do better than that. Like, but Ciampa ran right through him. 
I know, man. And they could they could put on a fucking classic if if you let them. But I don't know what happened there. Uh, you know, maybe time constraints or things like that, or maybe just try to make look Champa, you know, like I'm unstoppable or. But you know, it is it is what it is, and that's that's part of the reason why their their ratings are declining because, you know, they don't give wrestling fans enough credit. They know we know when our in- intelligence is being insulted. We, especially if you're watching NXT, you know Garza Jr. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a diehard wrestling fan, you know where he comes from. You know what he's capable of. And to see him get run through like that, it, it's, it's borderline disrespectful. You and know I know I mean? people, that the people, the, the WWE lifers, the defenders will be like, oh, but Garza, Garza did, uh, you know, he did have some uh, points where, where he, he looked okay, but it wasn't a competitive match. That's what I'm trying to say. He, he it, got it, four it, punches in. Yeah, like, it, he did have his moments where he did look like the aggressor, but if you go to watch that match, it was all Ciampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Bobby B is saying, I honestly didn't care for the Lucha Bros pre-match attack because it just made it obvious the finals would be Lucha Bros and SCU. So that'll be something that we could look forward to. And Jamie Salmons is saying, WWE, their shows seem so routine on how the flow of the show goes. Do you feel that way too, Mario? Like the flow of the show? Um, not NXT so much. Okay. Not NXT so much, even though um, I feel like out of not counting when NXT made their their first debut on mm. the USA Network, and then it was like the first hour was on on USA, yeah, and then the second hour, like once, one, pretty much the starting of the Wednesday Night Wars. I think this week was the weakest episode of NXT out of the out of the three, but um, NXT to me is the highlight out of the three, regardless of the ratings. Like, forget about the ratings. Like, I feel like NXT when it comes to WWE product, to me that's the highlight. While Raw and SmackDown is just like, eh. even though one. even though this week SmackDown Raw were okay shows. They weren't brutal like the past couple weeks. It's a shame how we're happy when they're okay shows. You know? <laughs> you know uh, I mean? Sam? Go ahead, Sam. I, I feel like a lot of the routine has been broken in WWE where we're not seeing that 10 to 15 minute promo to start the show as often as we used to see it. Like how I would say a couple months ago we would have Stephanie or Triple H or Somebody come out, grab the mic, start talking, ranting about what happened in the week before and how they're going to set up, you know, the, the show for tonight. Um, and that might be part of Heyman being involved in things and, and trying to switch things up and try to make it feel a little bit different. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, after years of the same thing where you hear either Vince McMahon's music or Triple H or Stephanie to start Monday Night Raw or here comes Roman Reigns, ban it. And, you know, he cuts a terrible promo. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of like sick of that same routine to get the show started. And like I said, I feel like recently we've seen we've seen a bit of a change. Um, What stands out to me was not this week, but last week where, you know, Rusev starts out, you know, taking out Corbin and and Randy Orton with the Bobby Lashley thing. Um, That was different to start. And I'm just drawing a blank on how Raw started this this week. Um, to be honest with you, but well, you know, uh, it's well, been well, it's been a different. Yeah, it's it's been it's been different. We'll just leave it like it's that. It's been forgettable. Well, so so people <laughs> won't, so people won't shit on us all the time and be like, oh, you guys are only praising AEW. I do have some criticism on AEW, and then we're gonna get to that right now. So, um, one thing I notice about AEW is I think they need to tight tighten up their referees. Meaning, like, I think they need to the referees 
have been giving a lot of leeway in a lot of matches where some matches are clearly like a DQ and obviously they don't call it. Granted, they're not always important matches, but I feel like we got to look, if we're going to criticize WWE for their poor ref, uh, you know, calls and shit, we got to keep that same energy for AEW. So don't get me wrong. They don't lose the audience and they don't lose the fan base. Like the fans obviously react to it, but like, you had this match and AEW you had Kenny Omega and um, Adam Page versus Moxley and Pac. And you see fucking Kenny Omega and Moxley bringing weapons in and the referee's right there. And then John Moxley kind of just intimidates the ref where he leaves outside. Like, you're the ref. You're the official. Like, you call for a, D- a DQ. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, it-, it takes away from the legitimacy. Like, they're trying to make it more of a sports viable. If that's what they're going to do, then they need to tighten up on their, on their referees or at, at least make make them distracted knock them down whatever you know something what I mean? give like, me something I'm, here right because if you're just going to turn a blind eye to the to the rules you know i put the quotes up because you know they're really nowadays in 2019 are there really any rules in a professional wrestling match well I mean, apparently now WWE are putting the rules in their actual match description like it can't be stopped for, for any, any reason. reason so we'll get to that in a little bit but you know you could go to the WWE route and actually post the rules on the actual poster of the match all right, right. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely need to, to tighten things up uh, on the AEW side when it comes to the referees. Um, another criticism that we've been hearing uh, a lot over the internet is the commentary team. Now, me personally, I enjoy the three-man booth me too. of me too. Shivani, me Jim too. Ross, and Excalibur. But um, man, people have been shitting on Jr. and he kind of went off on his podcast. Oh my God, did he? Man, listen, we're not gonna spoil any, anything for you guys. But after you listen to the Lucha Outsider show this week, go listen to JR's podcast because he goes off on he does? all these fucking internet fucking warriors, you know, keyboard warriors, all yeah. these fucking trolls. He goes off and Conrad was like, we got to record you right off the plane. Every time you get off the plane, you know, to go home, we got to record that episode because, yo, JR was pumped up. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was talking with conviction. He was like fucking fired up. I don't know if he had like a couple cups of coffee or what, but I haven't heard JR like Or maybe that a couple of uh, Moscow mules or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Usually I, I could understand why people are, are criticizing him. He he sounds a little tired, you know? He's and old, he's, bro. He's he's older, exactly. And I give him that pass, you know what I mean? JR, I feel like even though, you know, I've only seen him twice and he doesn't know me at all, but he feels like family to me. He feels like that old uncle, like, you know what I mean? And people like, are making it out to be like he's so fucking terrible. He's not that bad. People exactly. got nothing better to do, man. He's really not that bad. Yeah, and there, I have a soft spot for him, and he, he, he really isn't that bad. And, um, man, I'll tell you what. All, all I got to say is listen to the podcast that he put out this week. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the best one I've ever listened yeah, to. Yeah, me and too, bro. Me too. I agree with you 110%. I hope he has that same energy coming into Wednesday because I feel like he's fired up. Maybe he, ha- <laughs> maybe he hasn't been paying attention to what people have been saying because people have been coming at him since the New Japan run that he had. But, um, man, I hope he comes with that same piss and vinegar that he had on Thursday because um, if he does, then, you know, that's going to take their commentary booth to another level. You know? I, I agree. I agree. So let's talk, let's talk about a little bit more criticism that's been going on in the social webs and the Internet. Um, Marco Stunt, I, I think that out of this 
of his whole little career, right? You see the little, little get it, get it, get it. Nah, see see what, what I did, did there? Show, okay, out of his <laughs> whole career, right? I think this is the most people have talked about Marco's stunt this week. There's been critic, they they've been criticism on Marco's stunt because he was like, oh well, he looks like a kid. Oh, why is he um kicking out of uh Pentagon's uh you know a pile driver and yeah. this and that and. You know, Jericho came out and, you know, Le Champion um, went to Marco Stunt's defense and kind of saying, like, kind of the criticism that Marco Stunt's getting right now. Rey Mysterio was getting the same criticism back in his day when he first started. Did you read what he said about Ultimo Dragon? Well, we posted oh. it on the page, yeah, you know, did. if you haven't noticed. I um, do. I thought of the page. All right. Well, why don't you wake up and, you know. I'm, I'm half asleep. Then. Okay. Uh, I feel so, like Orange Cassidy right now. I'm the Orange Cassidy of podcasting. Go. You know what? Congratulations, you played yourself. So, Jericho came for Marco Stunt's defense. Tommy Dreamer also came out to Marco Stunt's defense. Me, personally, the only criticism, and it's not even on Marco Stunt, it was more on the match between the Lucha Brothers and, and Jurassic Express, is I feel like Marco Stunt shouldn't have kicked out on that package pile driver. That's just my opinion. But besides that, who gives a shit how small he is? He's a great worker. That little dude could fucking work his ass off. He works better than Nicholas. And, and and that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up. I know. Because some people were like, oh, um, whatchamacallit, you guys are praising Marco Stunt, but yet you guys were crapping on Nicholas. It's two <laughs> different things. This has nothing to do with WWE and AEW here. It's two different things. Uh-huh. And I was in New Orleans when that happened. Did you have your hand up? Like, pick me, pick me? No, because I was fucking in, oh, okay. you know, in the stands. Like, I wasn't fucking on the floor. But what people don't understand is in the stadium – People were popping for Nicholas. Of course. The people that were cr- criticizing Nicholas and, at WWE because they weren't were, there were the ones that weren't there. Of course, people were popping for Nicholas in the stadium. Now, granted, was it? It was a. The only thing I didn't like about that was because they won the tag titles. Yeah. That's the only thing I didn't. Now, if it would have been a regular match, like an open match that had no titles involved, mm. then I I would I wouldn't have cared. I would have been like, that's perfect. Yeah. But the point of that match with Nicholas was to show that Braun Strowman could literally win the tag titles by himself. That was the purpose of Nicholas. Yeah. You're comparing he a child. Pro- he was a prop. You're comparing a child now to an actual worker that looks like a child, but the two, the kid's like 23 years old. Yeah. It's yeah. different. It's two different things. Whether you like Marco Stunt or not, the guy, the kid's a great worker. Yeah. yeah. Sam? Apple, apples and oranges. Apples and oranges. Um. I, I was pretty critical on, on Marco Stunt visually. Uh, you know, he wasn't doing it for me, but he made a believer out of me uh, with that match. Uh, this guy, I, I wasn't really familiar with his work, but like you said, man, he can work. So if he could work, man, he could he could do it, man. This is professional wrestling. Um, you know, go back to Ray Mysterio. Go back to one, two, three kid when he beat Razor Ramon. I mean, this guy looked like a kid it was in his fucking name one two three kid you know what i mean um you know and he's only gonna grow as time goes on and you know he's not gonna he's not he's not gonna grow in height no but but even 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 if he grows he still has a chance to evolve as a character evolve is a better word there you go like you've had you've had uh uh, mikey whipbrag you have spike dudley these are Mm -hmm. all guys that were small that didn't look their age. Come on, Spike, when he first started, he looked like he was 13. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, go ahead, Sam. Sp- 
fight got over, man. Uh, uh, but but that's the know. thing. The, the, you have to give him a chance to get over. Now, yeah. you guys are right. He shouldn't have uh, kicked out of that move, especially if that was the same move that got this guy out of the out of the first match to start the the show. Yeah, Christopher Daniels. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 again, at the end of the day, you I think we're just jumping the gun and saying, "No, this guy can't work." Or "No, this guy can't work." You got to give it time to evolve. You have to give it time for for them to find their character too. Like, hey, you never know, he might cut his hair and then be like a little demon thing. And that could work. But you got to give it time to get to that point. Yeah, and, and like like you said, with the with time, he's going to evolve. You think about where uh, Sean Waltman started out with his one, two, three kid gimmick. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years, he's got a beard and he's doing the whole six thing. And then he comes back as X-Pac and things like that. So who knows where the Marco stunt character is going to be in three years from now. So let's just let it play out. I feel like a lot of the times we jump the gun as wrestling fans mm-hmm. to just shit on something. And I was guilty of it because visually he wasn't doing it for me, but the guy can work. So let's give him a chance. So hopefully in three years he hits puberty. So let's hope for that. You know what? No. <laughs> that is a disgusting act. All right, let's talk about uh, more on the AEW front. Let's talk about the women's division. We had Rio, uh, the AEW women's champion, defending her title against Britt Baker. You know, D. Uh, what, what were we going to say? What is it D- DMD? DMD. DMD. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. DMD. You know, um, I don't Isn't think I've ever. DBS? She was a dentist. No, you? that was uh that, that you're thinking Isaac of Kane, you're thinking of Kane, brother. Yeah, Isaac Yankum. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe, you know, maybe. I, I kind of want to pick Sam's brain on this match because I feel like Rio, you know, even though she looks like a child as well, she carried this match. And I feel like in this match, Britt Baker got exposed that she's still green. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of the match. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull any punches here. Their women's division is not that great. And Britt Baker, she might, she might be a little green there, man. She might be a little overrated. Rio um, carried that match. Yeah. And also, was- one thing I noticed about the match, and I'm gonna let you finish in a bit, but one thing I noticed about the match, and I, I feel like this has been progressing every single week on Dynamite. Rio's over. Yeah. The intro, yeah. she comes in like people are popping. I don't know for her. if it's like because she looks so innocent. I don't know if because she gives that underdog vibe. But man, she is super over. Yeah, she could work. That's 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 the thing. Um, and uh, Tony Khan definitely saw it to put the strap on her first. Um, I was not familiar with her until this whole AEW thing, and uh, she's definitely winning me over. But from what, let's go back to Britt Baker. Let's talk man. about Fight for the <laughs> Fallen, where she got the, uh, concussed. Know, the concussion and things like that. I know. That's beyond her control, but now you talk about this match, and she's just not putting on the best performances right now, and I hope that she could step it up, uh, but this week, she didn't look she got that great. Ex- she, ex- she got exposed, brother. She got exposed. She has a great look. It's just, man, like, I feel like maybe because we're seeing her more, right, and we don't see her, like, in a random indie, like, a, at a... House of Hardcore show or like a Wrestle Pro show, and we don't see her like getting before we said like she used to come in at NXT, you know, to job out mm. for somebody, and we saw it all in in a four way. That kind of all protected her, so we didn't really get like a full like connection of her work. But now since we're seeing her a lot, man, she's more of in your face. Yo, so you get she to got pick up she on got things. exposed on Wednesday, yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, 
it's going to come with time. You know, the more that she goes out there and the more that she wrestles people that are better than her, then she will, you know, evolve and get better as well. But like you said, man, she uh, she's pretty green, and that's probably why Tony Khan didn't put the title on her right away. Now, I know that a lot of people wanted that to happen. but you know. Now, do, do you think it's a good thing to move her maybe to AEW Dark and not have her be on Dynamite every week? It's funny you mentioned that because people get the wrong um, interpretation of AEW Dark. Mm. That's not like a main event. Or like, or like, or something that yeah. that is not good enough for the for the show. So we're putting it on dark. People mm-hmm. get the the wrong idea of that that's just the name of the show. A W Dark. That's yeah. just the name of the show. No, it's no, not because the, the tra- it's not because the matches are trash or whatever. And I know somebody <laughs> they're, like they're on, not dark matches. On, yes, I know somebody on Facebook was saying like, oh, Kenny Omega shouldn't be like Kenny doing Omega dark. Pac. Shouldn't be shouldn't yeah. be doing dark matches. I'm like, you're you're getting it twisted. Like this is what Sam said last week. We're putting this on YouTube yeah. to raise these numbers up. Of course. So when Turner goes like, hey, we're interested to get another show, here's our pilot. We have it already. We have it already. We've been doing it on YouTube. We have our pilot. We have our test study. We have our community. Reach out to see what you guys think. It, it's all in the it, comments. And it's What's funny, too, is that people that are criticizing criticizing Dark and whatever, like, are people that don't even watch like the AEW brand or anything like that. Yeah. Like we had somebody else this week saying like, "Oh, the match was horrible because it was a death match." I think, well, that was the point. It was supposed to be a hardcore match. That was the point. If you if you were cringing watching yeah. the match, they did their job no, between but, Joey Janelle and Kenny Omega, which yeah. was a phenomenal match. But but what I'm saying is with uh, Britt Baker, right? You, it's not demoting her, changing her move, or it's just getting different eyes on her I, in the sense that you know what, have her try different things where she could get into that feel. Because it, it, it's kind of like with Ronda Rousey, right? Now, uh, Ronda Rousey, she was able to pick it up very quickly. But at the beginning, remember when they would just have her come and do like the, the flip over? I don't know what the hell the name of it is. Um, where it would look really stiff. Like she had to get into it and keep practicing. I think Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey's situation was a little bit different because she was already a star coming in. No, so she was practicing. She was training. She was practicing yeah. in between matches. And if you notice, her in the very, very beginning of her run, she wasn't having matches every week on Monday. Yeah. She was having them within time. I think with Britt Baker, she, you know, she just went on her downtime, just go mm. in the ring, go, you know, run the ropes, do what you got to do. Uh, just train. That, yeah. That's the only thing I can think of, and and I don't mean I don't mean that in a malicious way at all. All right, here's my take on it. WWE's women's division is very like top notch because of two things and two people: Sarah Del Rey and Natalia. I'll throw a third one in there and Fit Finley. There you go. They have those three coaches, right? Even though Natalia is an on-screen personality and does her thing, but she is a mentor to those girls and does her thing with them consistently. Those three people are consistently working with the the female roster over in WWE. AEW does not have that. And it's just going to take some time for Britt Baker to, to, you know, evolve and in her game, you know, uh, you know, she needs a little bit more time in the oven. Now Baker, there you go. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, she's she's green, man, and it's gonna come with time. And you know, in a couple years, we're gonna be talking about her like she's one of the best because she's she's gonna be in there with some of the best. You know what I mean? The Tessa Blanchard is gonna wind up in AEW down the line. 
And we're going to see Britt Baker versus Tessa Blanchard. And she's going to evolve from that. And the matches with Rio. And the matches with Awesome Kong. You know, I'm not saying AEW has a terrible women's roster, but they're they're green. And it's not, you know, it's not a par with the WWE roster or the NXT roster. I'll even go a step further. It's not a par with the Impact, Impact. Wrestling women's roster. So, you know, they just got to... They, they just got to evolve, and Britt Baker, like you said, will get there. And, and just to throw a little, you know, to wrap this up, you know, maybe Adam Cole should stop wrestling with her in bed and wrestle with her more in the ring. Just saying. Just just being oh, honest. baby. Just being honest here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So well, let's wrap up with AEW. Um, Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho. Man, uh, did Darby Allen get the rub this week from Jericho in a major way? Because... Darby hung in there with Jericho, and towards the end of the match, he hung in there with Jericho with no hands. Literally, with his hands no tied, hands tied behind his back. I was so like, like cringeworthy watching this match when his hands were tied because I'm like, yo, this guy's gonna break his arm. So, uh, so what I was looking at is how is he landing? You know, because one of the first things that that when you look at okay, how you know how they land and how you know the the flat back and all this. Yeah. The dude was literally landing on his shoulder. Oh, my God, bro. <laughs> on his chest. I'm on... like, fuck, man. This guy's going to break his arm. <laughs> I think one point Jericho didn't catch him well. And, like, he landed, like, with his head on Jericho. like <laughs> On his knee, man. Yeah. Right on his knee. I saw that. It was but, terrible. But it was entertaining, though. It was a great match. It, visually, it caught your eye. And Darby got the rub from Jericho. Yeah. Sam? What I'll say about Darby Allen is AEW is trying to create a new star with Dar- Darby Allen. They're doing a great job at it. They protected him. It was a, it was a dirty finish, and you know, we want to see Darby Allen more and more every week. I love this. They're incorporating the skateboard. I loved his look where he uh, put champion all yep. over himself. And also and the makes- skateboard. Remember the skateboard? What it said on the bottom? It said uh, Darby Allen, uh, new AEW champ, or something like that. Yeah, I loved everything about it, and this kid is getting over. Uh, it, it's it's happening, man. Uh, AEW's doing their thing. Uh, I can't say the same for WWE, where they keep bring, <laughs> bringing in the old talent and things like that. And you know, the, these guys are trying to create a new star with Darby Allen, and I think they're doing a phenomenal job. And you know, props goes to Chris Jericho for you know. Going out there and doing his thing with a very young, I mean, this guy, he's a kid. I mean, we're all older than Darby Allen, everybody that's on this podcast. And you think about what he's doing, and I'm excited for the future for this guy. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got to say I, about it, man. I love the um, way how the sh- the shot of the ending is just, you know, Jericho celebrating with the inner circle, drinking a little bit of the bubbly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Can can we just touch on one thing before we wrap up with AEW? I love that that squash match with uh, Santana and Ortiz versus those uh, those two jobbers, man. I'm glad that... you brought in LAX because I, yeah. I have a I have something to say about LAX. By the way, go cop wow, their new shirt. Powerful. Go grab their new shirt. It's on Pro Wrestling Tees. It, it's a dope shirt and support these dudes. Support these dudes. First of all, they destroyed. They went through Alex Reynolds and I can't think of the other dude's name. I think it's on John Silver. They're independent yeah. talent. They're both great. And I think Alex Reynolds, we've seen him in House of Hardcore a bunch of times. Yeah. That's the dude with the long hair. He did look familiar. Yeah. I was like, I think I've seen that guy before, but this it, is, it wasn't clicking with me where I actually saw him. This so. is my only criticism on LAX, and it's not Santana. It's more like it's more towards Ortiz. He needs to stop doing those stupid faces because that's not, 
That's not what he was in Impact Wrestling. It's like the Samoan. I feel like <laughs> when I'm watching him on my TV, I feel like instead of he, instead of him being a character, I feel like he's playing wrestler with those stupid faces. I don't like it because that's not him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. him. I, that's the only critique I have about it. He needs to stop yeah. doing those stupid faces. But besides that, I, I'm all for LAX and, and AEW and at the inner circle. Yeah, that, that match made them look great. I do agree. He's coming off very ODB. A Jace kind of. And I'm, not like talking about the, I'm not talking about the female wrestler. I'm talking about Wu-Tang Clan, uh-huh. where he's like grimy, dirty, grungy, whatever you want to say, biting the rope or whatever. I don't know if he's trying to do like he's Sticking a, his tongue a, out and stuff. And it's like, we already have Sammy G, Sammy Guevara fucking sticking his tongue out. Like, I don't need another guy sticking his tongue out and making stupid faces. Like, I don't need that. I love you, Ortiz. I love you, brother. But stop doing the stupid faces. The thing that caught my attention, and I, I talk about this when we're at the shows, I'm always looking for the hard camera. Um, man, these guys knew where the cameras were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They worked to them, and they they looked like stars out there. They they knew how to work the match. It came off great on TV, and I'm excited, man. I'm I'm excited for Baltimore, bro. Yeah, because we're gonna to get them versus we're gonna, the Young Bucks. We're gonna get the Young Bucks versus LEX, and I'm gonna still call them LEX. I don't give a shit. But man, this match is gonna be great because you have arguably two of the best tag teams in the world, you know, facing off. I know they had a match at the Jericho Cruise last year, but now we're gonna get a live on TV, and yours truly and Mr. Suplex, we're gonna be there. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait. Can't wait. So Jimmy Seafood, man. All right, Sam. Sam. Yes. Congratulations. You played yourself. I got to give you the congratulations. Leo, you got to listen to this. Uh, I didn't do it. Last week, we said that Taz was going to do commentary for AEW Dark in Philadelphia, which will be premiering on YouTube next week. Yes, we did. All right. Sam decided to be like, why are they bringing Taz? They should bring another ECW original. Well, Sam, Philadelphia disagrees with you because he got a nuclear prop when he came out. Shout-outs to JoJo Feeney because he was in the building, right? And he's also from Philadelphia. And he said his pop was amazing. Sam, I'm taking you to trial. All right. Here's what I have to say about it. We talked about this on uh, on Friday. Okay. By, by the way, we did talk about this. Sam and I did talk about this. And when I was like, you know, Sam, I'm giving you a congratulations on Sunday. He's like, why? And I was like, oh, because you were criticizing. Like, oh, why would they bring Taz or whatever, right? And you know what Sam's reaction was? Uh-huh. I said that. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally forgot that I even said he, he it. He doesn't man. listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, here's what I have to say about it. Because Mario did brush up my my memory when I when I uh, mm-hmm. was talking. About so him. now now he remembers. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not making this up. There are some hurt feelings in the ECW community. The people that really grew up watching ECW are hurt because Taz has never come back to the ECW arena. He's kind of distanced himself, and I know why that he's done it. And good for him. He's done. A tremendous job at branding himself and doing his thing, and he's got his show on CBS Radio. And I'm a fan of Taz, but there, look, he got a big pop at the AEW show, but there are some hurt feelings in Philly. I've heard it time and time again when his name is brought up at a House of Hardcore show. People are like, "Fuck Taz, who? man, he has who? Come- who name names who." I can't name names. Ooh. Some of these dirty ass fans. Well, there you go, because they're dirty ass fans. They don't. Go I'm ahead, not... Mario. Well, I'm... I think I think 
I, I, I think, you know, Sam, you sound a little sensitive right now. You sound like your feelings are hurt. That's that what you dirty sound. ass fan. Look, <laughs> my, my feelings are not hurt, man. All I'm saying is there are some people that feel some type of way that Taz has distanced himself from the ECW. Um, what am I? Brand. Next time, record them. Every, Next time, record every, them. Everybody that has cut their teeth at the ECW arena has come back. You think about when they were in Philly last week. We're talking about AEW. John Moxley went back and took a photo there. You talk about Paul Heyman going there for the Evolve show. You want to talk about Sabu, RVD. They, there's still Tom time, Creeper. brother. Paul Heyman didn't return to the ECW arena until yeah. this year. Until there's that, still time. Until that Evolve right. show. And Heyman was doing the same kind of thing. Right where he was trying to distance himself, saying ECW is the past. But you know, just like I know, those fans, those original ECW fans. I don't think it's all of them, though. I think are, it's no, a small it, percentage. It, it's not all of them, but some of them are fucking insane, and they're also diehard loyal motherfuckers. They're the probably the most loyal wrestling fan base of, of fans. So there are some of them that feel this type of way about Taz because everybody else has come back and everybody else has shown love. But, but that's but that's a personal thing, though, Sam. It's not like Taz fucking shitting on the fans or anything yeah. like that. No, he didn't. He didn't. But I'm just saying from somebody that's been yeah. at the arena, that's heard the rumble. No, no, but but that's, that. a, but that's a thing, though. Like, I think that that's more of a personal thing. That's like, okay, where do you stand with this, with this character or with this person? I think it's not the consensus of all the people that, that do attend the show, that do follow the show. Well, Leo's trying to be nice over here. He's trying to pull a Sam and cleaning it up. This is what I'm going to say. Trying, people that feel that way trying. are just this. Bitch! That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm going to say. And I, I'm going to say how I feel about it. I love Taz. I loved his run in ECW. Not so much in WWE just because I feel like they buried it, wasn't, him. it wasn't the Taz that I grew up they watching. They buried him. Right. And he's done a tremendous job getting, you know, himself to the next level in life and continuing his success and everything like that. There's no remorse or hard feelings for me personally. I'm just bringing up what I've heard, you know, being there as a fan and his name being brought up and hearing rumblings mm -hmm. in the crowd and things like that. But I guarantee you this. Don't guarantee. Taz, yeah. If Taz were to step foot in that ECW arena, the place would go insane and if he was doing a meet and greet, his line would be around the. And guess what? Those same little, that little small portion, portion of but, but hurt fans that are, are that feel is very type of way because Taz hasn't showed up at the ECW arena. They'll be right in line to fucking meet Taz. All right. In line, one yeah, A. You got you got it, one hundred percent right there. Mm -hmm. I think he just contradicted himself. Yeah, he kind of did, <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Hey, hey, I'm just I'm reporting. What I've heard while I'm there. All well, right. I, I just, well, I'm reporting. Well, I'm reporting this. Congratulations, <laughs> you played yourself. All right, let's keep I'll it. Take that one. Right let, on let's let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about NXT. So we talked about Ciampa going right through Garza. Let's talk about the women's division that is actually great in NXT. So it looks like Io Shirai, she's throwing her name out there, and she wants a piece of Shayna Baszler. And guess what? Rhea Ripley ain't having it. Uh uh. She came out and confronted Io Shirai. Sam. What do you think about that, brother? I mean, we've already seen the Io Shirai match. I'm more interested in this Rhea Ripley thing. Yeah, where but it's we going. haven't seen Io Shirai. This Heel. Io Shirai Heel versus Shirai. Shayna Baszler. This right. Io Shirai ain't colorful and happy-go-lucky. This Io right. Shirai is a badass. 
it, it makes me wonder where they're going with it because now we got we got all these different you know tangibles here you know with EO Rhea and um it, it and Bianca it, Belair Bianca Belair oh, oh it doesn't stop there brother it doesn't stop cuz then later on the night right after Tegan Knox had her match with um the Brazilian chick what's her name um I forget the Brazilian chick's name or whatever she's like Big in martial arts. I can't. I can't think of her name right now. Um, I like her, by the way. I know. I, like I, I, her name you, escapes. Yeah, me right you now know too. who I'm talking about, right? After right. Tegan Knox went through her, then Dakota Kai, Dakota Kai came out to celebrate with Tegan Knox, right? You know, because they're like best friends. And then the horsewomen came out, confronted them. So now it looks like Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Now their names are thrown in a pile. This is what I think is going to happen. I think this is going to lead to an all women's war games match. That would be dope. And it's funny that you say that. I was just thinking to myself, like, if they're going to do another Evolve, why don't they just do it with the NXT roster, you know, and it maybe bring back some, like, oldies but goodies like Asuka and, and uh, you know, Bailey, you know what I mean? But, man, their their women's roster is insane right now, man. It's it's really great for professional wrestling, and I'm, I can't say it enough, man. This is such a great time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm excited again. This is a great time to be a wrestling fan. Absolutely. Like, if, if you're one of these people that bitches and moan, moans like, oh, this product sucks, why don't you, you know, open and expand your wrestling fandom and check out some of these wrestling? We had a great AAA show last night. You also have Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory happening tonight that we're going to talk about in a little bit. You have MLW putting in a great product. New Japan put out a great show last week. There's so much product out there. It's not only WWE and AEW. There's yeah, a man. lot of great product. Yeah, man. Except Ring of Honor, so, just saying. <laughs> oof. Um, we're, uh, I, I don't think we're going to see an Io Shirai um, match with uh, with Shayna just yet. I really feel like the money is with uh, Rhea Ripley. I feel like that's where everybody has, everybody's been talking about that. That's that's a dream match of Jace because they're very similar. They're very uh, big, brolic women uh, that, you know, will beat the shit out of each other if you give them the chance to. So um, I – I just, I'm excited for, I said it again, damn it. But I, I'm just, I'm yeah, hyped. You're just man. so excited. Who was, hey, Leo, who was it in, was it um my man uh that was always saying, like, I'm super excited? um Tebow, remember Tebow when he did that press conference? Yeah. He was like, I'm so excited. And it was like 25 yeah, times that he said excited. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back and count them. Ding, you know, not, not, ding. not for, Sam, you're kind of like the Tebow of the show. Hey, man, I'll take it. I, you're a very positive guy. Yeah, he wound up playing for the Mets. He did his thing. Uh, well, just he, he had to run with the Jets. Mm-hmm. The I'll Tim, the Tim Tebow of the Lucha Outsiders. There's your, there's your other moniker, brother. Double T. There's your yeah. other moniker. Yeah, I, I feel like Tebow got a Sammy uh, Suplex, under the stick Tim there, Tebow. S S T T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it works go. out. It works out. All right. Plan that. So bitch. we had Keith Lee versus Donovan Dijak. I, I refuse to call him yes. his new name. Yes, I'm not calling him that fucking name, and I hate when they use the name Jakovic. <laughs> I, 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 but that Matt, has Vince written all over it. I'm the, sorry. The name is so Russian or whatever it is. <sighs> whatever but, the hell they're trying to pull, man. But man, this match was great. But it ended in a uh, uh, no DQ because you had Roderick Strong, yes. you know, interfering, attacking both guys. But this ended up biting Roddy in the ass because now, since Velveteen Dream is out due to injury, now we're gonna get a three way for that North American title with Keith Lee, Dijak, and Roderick Strong next week. That's a great match. Yeah, it definitely is, and. Anytime they put Keith Lee and uh, Dijak together, man, they, they, 
they put on great matches. They perform at a, at another level together. He's got. They've great been chemistry. killing it since the independence, bro. Before they even got yeah. signed to deal with the WWE. Didn't we see them? Right. At uh at the Northeastern show. Yes, no, they didn't have a match together, but both guys but were, were at the at the promotion. Yeah, man, and um, uh, to put Roddy in there, we're just gonna see uh, a a great match next week. It, it we'll we'll see what happens if AEW doesn't uh put on a good product next week. I might have to change the channel. We'll see and check it out. Yeah, speaking of great matches, probably my second favorite match uh, of this week. Um. Pete Dunne versus Damian Priest. Man, this match was so good. Good boy. Yeah, man. Damian P- Priest won me over, brother. Punishment Priest. Hey, yo, the dude is completely different from what you saw in Ring of Honor. I said that last week. And, man, this match was great. And, you know, Pete Dunne's already a made guy. And Damian Priest picking up the win in a dirty fashion, um, it helps out Priest a lot. And it doesn't hurt Dunne at all. And, you know, I, I would like this feud to continue. I hope it does. But, man, this match was stiff. This match was great. And, um, you know, I give props and nothing but respect for both guys when it comes to this match. And I'll go back on my statement and say that NXT knows how to create a new star. Not WWE. Triple H, we should say. Not Vince McMahon. Because this Damian Priest character that we're seeing definitely has future star written all over him um man i'll tell you what like you guys said this is night and day from what we saw in ring of honor and you know if it continues we could see him maybe main eventing a takeover down the line absolutely absolutely i could see that yeah all right let's move on to raw let's move on a couple things when it comes to raw uh let's give a congratulations to the war raiders i refuse to call them viking raiders because the War Raiders are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. And, man, I'm so happy for these guys. I remember seeing these guys in Ring of Honor, Hanson and Rowe. They won the Ring of Honor Tag Titles. They won the IWGP Tag Titles in New Japan. They won the NXT Tag Titles. And now they're the WWE Tag Champs. Uh, these guys are great. They've always been great. You know, uh, we could probably criticize their WWE booking, not their NXT work, but their WWE booking, you know, with some of the name changes and, you know, their their actual name change, not only their tag team name, but their name change individually. But, man, uh, I didn't know I wanted them to beat Ziggler and Rude until it finally happened. I'm like, man, this is great. You, this didn't, is know, great. you didn't know you wanted that until you got that. Exactly. Uh, Sam, how do you feel about it? Man, I'll I'll say that I knew I wanted the the minute that the the graphic pulled up on the screen, I was like, man, I hope they go over. Um, I'm really proud of them. I feel like everybody was very nervous, including me, when they saw Viking Experience pop up on their screen when they debuted on Monday Night Raw a couple months back. (laughs) And I'm just very happy that they found their niche, and I feel like Vince McMahon is high on them. Because he wouldn't have put the titles on him if he wasn't. If he sees something in them, um, I, I hope that they have a great reign. Because we've seen that they put the tag titles on the OC, and you know, I'm, they didn't have a good run with it. And you know, we, I kind of want to see an OC uh, War Raiders feud. You know, going back to their New Japan stuff. Well, they yeah, did I, start with that, didn't they? Yeah, they, I think they that's teased where it. They yeah. teased it, but we didn't get like an actual feud. Right, and I, I, I don't believe we even got an actual finish of that match, no. if I remember correctly. So I feel like that's where they were going the whole time. When they saw the chemistry between the two teams, 
they probably realize that they need to put the titles on the on the War Raiders and then have a feud between them and the OC. And that could take us well into WrestleMania season with those two. So um, we'll see where it goes. And congratulations to uh, the Viking Raiders. <laughs> um, do do we want to touch on the promo they did after they won the 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 Rock Tag Titles, where they actually acknowledged New Japan and Ring of Honor? Is there anything that we got out of that? I thought it was pretty cool that they acknowledged saying that they were former Ring of Honor Tag Champions and IWGP Tag Champions, and obviously NXT, but that's part of the WWE. Um, I just feel. Like, I was like, hey, man, this is a cool little nugget here. You know, they're acknowledging both Ring of Honor and New Japan here. I think that had Paul Heyman written all over it. I agree. Because that was for us, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I, I mean the hardcore wrestling fan base because we know where they come from. And we've been rooting for them for a while now. And like I said, we were all disappointed when we saw them debut. But now I feel like they're doing damage control and Heyman probably slid that by Vince and said, trust me, this is this is going to work. And, hey, we're talking about it on the podcast now. So um, it definitely did work. And if this is the direction that Raw is going to be taking, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? I agree. So let's start off. Let's backtrack a little bit and how the show started. You had uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch in the ring, you know, the winner of the match. Uh, we'll get their 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 draft pick for their individual brand, if you will. And uh, Charlotte cut a promo saying like she misses her best friend, but that eventually ended up having Charlotte turning on Becky once again. And you have another Becky and Charlotte match. And you know what? This match has become repetitive, but I could honestly say, minus I think their match that they had at Fastlane this year, I think these two have great chemistry, and I never really get bored with them. Yeah. Um. I'll. I'll... I'll say that they have great chemistry, and but I'll, I'll say this. I'm getting a little tired of it. It's very reminiscent of Orton and Cena from 2008, 2007. Where I, they have these... I'm, I'm surprised Charlotte didn't stay on SmackDown or Becky didn't go to SmackDown, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. They're in the same I, brand. It, it mind boggles me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's very repetitive. I feel like, especially when, when we got such a great women's division over there, they could split those two up. And I understand that they, they bring the ratings and they're the two most popular female stars that you got, uh, minus uh, Sasha Banks and, and, and Bailey. Uh, but um, man, I, I'm a little sick of it, man. I, I got to see something different. You know what I mean? I mean th- we're talking, to, I'm looking at my evolution chair. That Last year, October 28th, I mean, we're talking about like a year of the same thing, the same thing. Like we got it, we got to switch it up here, man. You know, that's the way I'm feeling. Now, let, let me ask you guys this, and and uh, I don't think I ever got the the graphic uh, from somewhere, but after the draft, how many people actually did change brands? It, it is very <laughs> minimal, dude. That draft. No, no, but that's I, what I'm saying. Let like, me tell you something. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my ground here and say this is probably the worst WWE draft in history of the brand extension because if it, it mm-hmm. felt like, hey. Okay, he's still in Raw. Okay, he's still on SmackDown. Uh, okay, like, and then and then you do that whole trade on that new show for what? You know what? That show actually was pretty entertaining. I will give them credit because yeah, well, it felt like a Sports Center type show, like you would see like on ESPN and FS1. The show was great, but it you know no no disrespect to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, but it wasn't no blockbuster trade. And if there's a trade, who got traded on Raw? Nobody got traded exactly. on Raw. Alexa Blast. Blast. Um, 
Do they, yeah. do, do they get Nick next year's first round pick or something? I don't know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's one thing that they didn't touch on is how often is this draft going to happen? Is it going to be a yearly Whenever thing? Whenever the ratings is dip. going to last a couple months? What's going to happen here? You know? This... Is it going to be every season premiere or is it going to be after every WrestleMania? Is it going to switch up again, you know, next year at SummerSlam? There's a lot of questions to be asked and answered. And I'll agree with Mario, man. The, even the way that they just did it, it came off very cheesy and campy. And I go back to having our intelligence, intelligence insulted. Like, if anybody actually thought that those were raw, I mean, uh, USA and Fox executives in that room, Jesus Christ, man. What the hell? That was that was. They just, were not? <laughs> that was just you tell You telling me Jimmy Fox TV. wasn't on there, like, picking uh, Alexa Blass? Alexa Blass. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's... It's bah, is you know going back to that draft uh, exactly w- what the name of our last episode was draft bust. Uh, it was it was terrible TV. I feel man. like and, this whole draft was like a botch. Yeah. On paper, yeah, it sounded good. Yeah, we were kind of excited paper. going into it before the draft even started. We're like, hey man, we're finally gonna get separation here. We're finally gonna get like exclusivity and stuff. And the draft just kind of just was. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, what do you think would have made it better? And I, I think if they would have had maybe like a raw representative, not even like a GM, because that's been done so many times before. Maybe not a like, GM. If they would have had like either representatives or whatever, or also like I remember, remember like some of the times at the draft, it would have been like it was like kind of computerized where they would show the graphic of a whole bunch of different superstars and then it'll like just go to a roulette and then it would just kind of go to one. Yeah, they did drafts like that before. I didn't mind that either. What about the anonymous I, I, raw GM? No, no, we don't no. need that back. Uh, I, I mean, if they're gonna like break kayfabe and show like raw, I mean, goddamn it, I said it again. USA and Fox executives. That was terrible. Yeah. Was why don't you just put Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff? I mean, oh, Eric Bischoff got fired. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really bad. Yeah, you have you have Bishop, and then next week he's gone. What I will notice, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but if you guys saw like the war, the war zones, if that, that's what you know, the USA war zone, and the war the, room, the war room, right, or the or the Fox war room, it's like they're literally like the same actors wearing the exact same clothes. It's like you guys haven't showered for like the last three days. Oh God, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Come on, man. Those were pre-taped in Stanford. I, I know, but it's like going back to what Sam is. They're, they're fucking with our intelligence. They're trying to. Like, this is what Vince thinks of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of shitty when you think about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck Vince. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, yo, this is this is what he thinks of me? Yeah, He's not even to change their clothes? What the... F- but, um, yeah. And that, that just goes back to that, that WWE um, product and uh, the way people are feeling right now. But and the and- WWE diehards are shit on us being like, oh, you guys are just crapping it. Why don't you just stop watching whatever? We're not crapping on the whole show. We're just go, crapping go on at, certain things. Go we want a, a better w- product is what it is. It, 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 we're I sick feel like, of I feel like when it comes to the WWE diehards, it's like they're so used to shit, so they don't think the shit's bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Hey, when you're used to shit, you get used to the smell. Pretty much. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. Let's talk about more shit. Yeah. Man. Woo. So not only did they give give you a lackluster main event, even even though I do like the the, the heel version of Oscar and Kyrie Sane. I love that. And I love Oscar's makeup. I love that shit. And I love yeah. the green mist. But they gave us a fucking trash main event 
with um, Kyrie Sane and Asuka versus Natalia and the chick she was just feuding with, Lacey Evans. Oh, you yeah. got to let the story play out. Wait, I'm, I'm waiting to hear that. Yeah, I don't see where they're going with that. Shit, uh, man. Play out. Let it play out, Sam. I thought it was going to be Beth Phoenix coming out or something. That would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like Lacey Evans. She's won me over. Yeah, but uh, with Natalia, again, they were just okay, feuding. What's the logic? Six days ago. They were just feuding, bro. I don't know. And man. It, it wasn't. They've been feuding for like a month. It's not like they had like a long ass feud and then they got together, kind of like the two man power trip with Austin and Triple H. Like there was history there. And then Austin decided to go to corporate and then Triple H tag team with him. It's not like that. Right. They were only feuding for a month. And now all of a sudden you're going to just put them together? Come on, man. Uh, yeah. They Don't just be beat the shit out of each other last week. This is Cesaro and Sheamus Light 2.0. It is very yeah. light. It's very... <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a Jace because, you know... It's it, not. It's not. Don't don't be surprised if they win the Women's Tag Team Championship uh, in a no! couple months. Huh? No! I'm just no! No! All right. So we got a main event that nobody gave a shit about, right? No. And then we get a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse, okay? And they probably did one of the most questionable things that they've, they've done, all right? You got to let the story play out. So it, to me, every time I watch the Firefly Funhouse, it's like this is his own world. This is his own reality. We don't know if this is happening it in his brain. In his head, yeah. We don't know if this is like an uh, un disclosed location kind of like where sam is right now we don't we don't know where I mean, the firefly funhouse is at we don't yeah. know what it is right all of, all of a sudden seth Rollins knows where he's at he didn't know he didn't know where the firefly funhouse was at the past month and but now all of a sudden he knows where he's at right now i'm gonna show you now now he destroys the firefly funhouse burn right? it down is what he said. Bray Wyatt now is, you know, we're going with the Bray Wyatt, like the Fiend and Bray Wyatt are like two different personas, right? Bray Wyatt is like to the verge of crying, asking Seth, why are you doing, doing this? He's beating the shit out of Bray Wyatt. You hear all these sound effects in the background. And then we get the cheesy line. By the way, we got an atrocious promo by Seth Rollins earlier in the night where he goes like, I'm going Fiend hunting. Yes, he said that on live television. He mm. says, burn it down, and he burns the Firefly Funhouse down. Granted, we got something very similar, even though it was shot better two years ago where Randy Orton burned down the okay. fucking house. Um, okay, you ready? House. The, uh, the compound. The compound. Okay, you ready? When Randy Orton really burned it down, he really burned it down. Like, it was a, a shed on fire. This was the worst CGI shot I've ever seen in my life. You could kind of see, like, they just, hey, just add some fire to the side there. Like, dude, that shit look weak. Like, you gotta let the story you can play see, out. You, you could clearly see the cutaway from when Seth Rollins is standing and throws the match and then cuts away and then comes back and Seth Rollins is not there anymore. Like, what? what is he, the Flash that he just f flies out of there? You gotta let the story play out. <sighs> that's what that's what that's what that's the defenders that's the WWE Mark organization. Go the ahead, WWE Sam. diehards. You gotta let the story play out. Go ahead, Sam. And then, and then to top it all off, now we're getting a rematch at Crown Jewel, Money in the Sand 4, right? And now they're putting the actual rule of the match. It can't be stopped. For any reason. For any reason. Isn't that what a false count anywhere match is? Or no holds barred. Or, or no DQ or a hardcore or a match fight. or an extreme rules match or a, or a, a unsanctioned match. Hell in a cell. Whatever it is. Yeah. So, Sam, Royal what's Rumble? your thoughts, brother? Sam, what's your thoughts? 
I'm like I can't I'm help so, this shit. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like sad about it. Man, <laughs> I really am because um, at first when they put Seth and and Bray Wyatt together, I was thinking like, oh wow, yeah, they're gonna put the title on Bray because Seth hasn't really been doing his thing that well. Uh, you know, it's kind of fell flat for me personally. Um, I don't know if it's just the shitty promos. Uh, I <laughs> is that Duke? That's Duke. Duke the dumpster doggy. Um, what I'll, I'll say is, man, it, it's just hold on, Sam. Pause, pause a little bit so we can let Duke, uh, you know, say what he's got to say real quick. Give it, give it a minute. Even he's upset. Even, even, even Duke's upset about the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, I. It's it's just been terrible booking, man. They're ru- they they're ruining it for for me. On like as a viewer watching it, I was so hype on the Bray Wyatt fiend character and now with this booking situation it's just got me wondering like where are they going with this? <clears throat> the 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 character was so in depth and now they've kind of just taken it and WWE it up and ah, he said weed it up no I feel like WWE just booked themselves in the corner when it comes to this feud. This is a feud that we didn't need. Bray doesn't need the title. You know, I kind of, you know what I would like for, for I wish what we got in this at uh, Hell in a Cell. Even if Bray would have beat him, right? Or maybe Bray beats him because he de- he necessarily doesn't need the title. And I think people get confused when people crapped on the Hell in a Cell finish. It's because, oh, you, you guys are mad because Bray didn't win. No, it has nothing to, uh, to do with who won. It's the finish. It's the finish and what we got. What if Bray wins and then he just sets the title on fire? What if Bra- what if Bray what if Bray would have won the way Seth won? You know what I mean? Well, the the, the ruling of the match was a no contest. No, the match was saying, throwing out. But but what if you had Bray being the aggressor? Well, we talked about that last week. Yeah. So, but now it comes down to like, you need to decide. For for me and my taste, you don't need to have Bray Wyatt and the Fiend in the match. You don't. You don't need to have them. Play it to the strength of this guy. Nobody. Well, now you fucked it up because you burned it down. But pray it to the strengths of what this guy's crazy. Like he's he's delusional. Have him pop up. You know what I mean? Like have do what what got you there. Keep doing that. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to see Seth Rollins come into the funhouse. I don't need to him. I don't need for him to go fiend hunting, especially with the amount of heat that he has on him. You don't need to put him anywhere close to anything good that you have. After the Hell and Cell fucking controversy, the backlash, they should have just fucking closed the door on this feud and then separate both of them. But no, you have the Bray Wyatt getting drafted to SmackDown. He doesn't appear on SmackDown, and Stephanie McMahon said that that's it, brand exclusivity. But this shit with the WWE so convoluted that Bray's been still appearing on Raw, even though he's a SmackDown guy. It's, man, it's just disappointing. It's but really the WWE lifers, the diehards, the, the 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 WWE Mark organization will sit there. You gotta let the story play out. What the fuck is the story that they're trying to tell me? And yeah. to the fiend, the Bray Bray Wyatt is the heel here, right? Seth Rollins is the face. But they've damaged Seth Rollins so bad that if you go back to this week's Raw, the ending, they were booing Seth Rollins when they burned the damn Firefly Funhouse. They've ruined this guy. He's the biggest victim out of all this place. And don't get me wrong. He kind of deserves some of the heat because he doesn't know how to fucking do Twitter. He needs to stay away from Twitter because he's just burying himself. Not only that, but he doesn't know when to say no. He's just accepting everything creative gives him. And I I understand you don't want to be labeled as somebody that's hard to work with. 
or anything like that. And then, you know, you wind up in Vince's office for however long until he winds up doing his Vince magic on you. And then you wind up leaving and saying, oh, yeah, it is a good idea. But, man, it's just, like I said, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. And, again, it's it's an we as intelligent wrestling fans, the hardcore fan base, we're looking at this Bray Wyatt character like, finally something I can sink my teeth into. This looks like we're finally going to get like a backstory to Bray Wyatt and like why he is the way he is and like man, all the winks and nods at like this like the path that he's taken down with the uh, Huskus the pig and you know Rambling Rabbit and things like that and then just to take your biggest money maker for the last couple months and to literally set it on fire it's disappointing man because I don't know where you go from here I don't know how you book it in a way that you know can save either character at this point to be honest with you I it I have no words man it is just disappointing disappointment is the only thing I could say at this point I, I just I just don't get it and, and even with the atrocity that we got on Monday Night Raw and what we've been getting with this feud of the past couple of weeks, you know, I, I still, I'm still a little bit optimistic. I feel like they might come around, and maybe I'm giving WWE a little bit too much credit here, but I'm still willing to be like, maybe there's a payoff here. But if there is no payoff, all these WWE diehards that were trying to get on our case and people that were shitting on this Hell in the Cell finish, I'm going to take you out of trial. Tell me what the story is here. Tell they, me what they it need is. to wake up. They need to wake up. Stop accepting the bullshit that WWE gives us. And if you like a certain thing, that's fine. But also have an open mind and be like, let me try to understand why people don't like it. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen that thread that's going on on Reddit uh, at the planned finish for Crown Jewel? For this have match? For this match, yeah. Nah, match. Why don't sh share it? Cause this is new to me. Cause uh, it, depending right. on what you're gonna tell me, I'm ready to drop some bombs. And, and I'm too old for Reddit, so go ahead. All right, so this is something that's making the waves on the internet. So I don't know how tr true it is or what, but the planned finish that we've seen on Reddit is that the puppets are gonna drag Seth into a a portal, yeah, right? So and I, that's I, I how did, it's uh, gonna yeah. finish. I thought that was a fucking joke when I read that shit. You saw it, Leo? No! Yeah. But not on Reddit. No! No! Like, right. so, something no! red's supposed to open, and that's supposed to be hell. Like, right. no! No! I thought it was a joke. What is it? What is right. it gonna be? The Saudis? <laughs> I don't know, man. But apparently, it's gonna lead to a cage match on Raw, where they put the title on the Fiend. Um. Where the, the cage match is supposed to be like purgatory. That's where the, the puppets drag. But see, I, 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 I thought that was a fucking But joke. this is what I don't get. They're booking. I saw I saw that they were going to book a cage match between the two. And I thought that it was going to be end up being a dark match. I didn't think it was going to be a match that's going to be on TV. But let's say if this theory is what you're saying, let's say it does happen. And I'm going to be honest here. You can't believe everything you read on Reddit. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's it probably is. not going to happen. But let's though. say it is. So... We got a Hell in the Cell match, which is supposed to be, in theory, bigger than a cage match, right? Am I right here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. They shit the bed with that, with the finish over here. So now they're going to tie the knot on this feud, kind of, right, in a cage match. Okay. Where you have now the puppets, they turn into life. They, <laughs> they, they evolve to the next level like they do in Pokemon, right? <laughs> what are they going to show up with, like, midgets? What the Yo. fuck are they doing? Is it? Can they have like three stages of cages? 
Like they did Hell in the Cell. They could do a regular cage and then just finish it up in a Punjabi prison match. And then you really shit the bed. <laughs> but, Can you imagine if they I, had people dressed but, up? Well, I have no words, man. Yeah, like, I like, have no words. Again, I read this. I, I don't. I can't even go on a rant here. And I thought, uh, dude, I thought it was a joke. Well, yeah. let's be I mean, it, well, let's like be honest. Said, this feud has been a joke. The feud has been a joke. And okay, it's something that's making the rounds on so, internet, so it probably won't happen. But it, but Sam, it, it's Sam. something that we got to talk about because it's making the rounds, right? So so let me ask you, Sam, how would you? bury this feud they should have never continued the feud to no begin i know with. i know they should have closed after the hell in the cell back backlash they should have okay. closed the door on so this. but how do you like bury this like if you if you really want to mess it up because mess it up yeah or try to fix it? no 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 i think we no i think the bigger question is how do we save this you can't save this oh rollins goes over on, on uh the halloween show on, but that's uh, not saving it though well, you just said bury it. That's how you bury it. That's a dead okay. and done. Boom. And then the fiend becomes Bray Wyatt all over again, where he's doing the job when he oh, should have been winning. No. What about saving it? Saving it? You got to put the title on the fiend and have him hold it for a long fucking time until you find that person that is going to beat him because he seems unbeatable right now. I'm like, going on record right now. If and when, and Bray Wyatt does not need the title at all because his character is bigger than a championship. Of course. That's you, true. You could go two routes here. If they end up putting the title on Bray, he should just set the belt on fire. T set the belt, the universal title on fire because nobody gives a shit about that belt. And then, and, then they, the and then they have a tournament for the World Heavyweight Championship. You could do that. Mm -hmm. Or... If they put the belt, the universal title on Bray, he cannot lose that championship for at least a good year. Have right. him a year-long run. That's not going to happen, though. Right. You know it's not going to happen. And then who can beat The Fiend? Now you're talking about uh, bum, bum. a, a bum. character that's... <laughs> but you know what? The way they've been booking Roman, I wouldn't mind if Roman's the guy that slays Bray. Not in their first try, but right. if they... Because if you think about it... Uh-huh. Roman and Bray, they're equal to each other. They got That's, chemistry too. They, they, those two were the, the big guys from both the Wyatts and the Shield. Mm -hmm. There's parallels between Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. Yeah. And right. they've been protecting Roman Reigns this year. This is the book, and they've been they should have done Roman Reigns all along. But they mm -hmm. they 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 got a they got a pass because of what happened with Roman and, and his leukemia. So they got a second chance of life, literally, when it comes to his booking. And they've been protecting Roman Reigns. If you continue this booking with Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, in theory, could be the guy that finally beats Bray at some point. But you got to give Bray Wyatt a really long run with the title if that's the direction you want to put with Bray. And me, personally, I don't think Bray needs a title. I think he should win. He should take the title for Seth Rollins to set the belt on fire because nobody gives a shit about the universal title to begin with. Yeah, I agree completely. They sh they should have never booked the angle to begin with. And I I was feeling optimistic at first because I thought the route that they were going to go was put the title on him and have him be like an unbeatable champion a la Brock Lesnar, a la the, the, the Undertaker streak or whatever. And then you find that you, you are white knight in shining armor because, let's face it, after a year of the same thing, wrestling fans will turn on him and you'll finally get that heel that you really want out of Bray Wyatt, you know what I mean? But now it's like, where do you go with it? I, that that's how I would fix it. You you put the title on him, 
You let them hold it for God knows how long. You let the fans turn on them. You finally got your nuclear heat that you want with this character that you you tried the book. And I'm talking about Vince McMahon uh, because, you know, he in his mind, he's like, he's a heel. You know, good shit. Right. WWE booked themselves in the corner and now they're like they're crawling and and struggling how to get out of this. And in theory, WWE gets the biggest. And uh, I don't know what happened to my computer. It's on. Congratulations. There you go. You played yourself. So they, they should have never booked this feud. They should have never booked this yeah. feud. Yeah, we'll see what happens on, on Crown Jewel. Uh, you know, they got to let the story play out. You're really looking forward to Crown Jewel. No. You're, you're looking forward to Money in the Sand 4? I'm not looking forward to it, man. You know, I'll, I'll be working while it goes on. And by the time it gets, my, my job is done. Uh, I'll be trying to trick or treat my kids, and I'll be reading about the results online. You sure you don't want to? You sure you don't want to see uh, Hogan and Crown Jewel? You know, Team Hogan versus Team Flair. If you actually think, if you actually think, just saying. No, it's not not interesting to you. We don't need your singing, Leo. Did you did you see the the promo on SmackDown via Skype where he was getting all into? It. He's like, I'm gonna get that nasty Ric Flair, brother. And- I'm gonna get my hands on him. It's like, dude, nobody cares, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I kind of heard a couple boos in the crowd too. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Do you oh think God. like 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 the little kids that supposedly that's what WWE is selling to right now, right? Because of the PG thing, right? They're selling to kids. They're probably like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, who's because he, he's he's what four generations removed. Yeah. Because yeah. you got the Roman Reigns generation, then you got the Cena generation, then you got the Austin generation, and then it's Hulk Hogan. That's four generations removed. Yeah. Who's this, Grandpa? Well, back in my day, that was Hulk Hogan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't, rough. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. Let's get out of the WWE front. Um, let's talk about a little bit about New Japan. So, uh. New Japan's parent company, they ended up buying uh, the women's promotion Stardom in Japan. So uh, they're still going to be, you know, uh, running the, the, the two companies separate, New Japan and, and Stardom. But this is interesting, interesting news coming from Japan. Also, you had a big show last week, King of Pro Wrestling. Um, and John Moxley could not make the show due to the typhoon that uh, Japan got hit with. And um, I thought it was AEW. Yeah, some fucking idiots online were saying like, "Oh, they don't want AEW doesn't want Moxley to job out and lose the title." So it's just stupidity coming from the wrestling fan base. But uh, you know, when there's a negative, there's always a positive. So they stripped uh, John Moxley from the United States Championship, and we they held the match with Juice Robinson and Lance Archer. And Lance Archer has been having an incredible run this year, and now Lance Archer defeated Juice Robinson to become the new. United States champion. And I think this is great. Yeah, congratulations to him. Uh, he's been putting on one hell of a performance every time he steps in the ring this year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm, I'm happy for him. And uh, I hope he has a, a healthy title run, man. And uh, let's see where it goes from here. Uh, with the John Moxley thing, he's supposedly supposed to be booked for Wrestle Kingdom this year, correct? Yeah, uh, John Moxley and Jericho are supposed to be booked for Wrestle Kingdom. The rumors going around is that John Moxley, since he never lost the title in theory, um, the rumors going around that we might possibly get a John Moxley Lance Archer match. So I'm kind of intrigued by that. And Duke is barking because Leo fucking locked the door. 
And, and then the other rumored match going on for uh, Wrestle Kingdom is if we get Jericho. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Leo. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, the other rumored match is Jericho versus Tanahashi. Uh, okay. What's your thoughts on I'm that, in, Sam? I'm, While I open I'm the door, since Leo. Um, so <laughs> what's your thoughts on the possible Tanahashi Jericho match? That has money written all over it. I feel like Jericho is just doing uh, all the dream matches. Shout out to Dream Match Wrestling on Instagram. Go follow him. Mm -hmm. All the dream matches that we've been wanting to see with him in, in Japan, man. He's just crossing off a list of people that we want to see him work with and people that he wants to work with. So I'm definitely interested in that. And, it, you know, we're getting two nights. So maybe he wrestles Tanahashi one night and he wrestles somebody else on the second night. Or, you know, I don't know how it's going to play out this year. It's very interesting. Uh, but I, I'm all for it, man. You know, Ta all for it. Uh, a Tanahashi in a Jericho match, like you said, it has money written all over it. And, you know, we've seen Jericho have matches with the lights of Omega, Okada, uh, Naito in New mm -hmm. Japan. You know, let's let's put Tanahashi in there, you know. Let the, he's like, you know, out of uh, the last couple of years, you know, those are – four big names those were were the four big names you know when omega was still in there but those were the names of new japan so yeah. uh tanahashi's that, that the next guy on jericho's list no pun and um man you know when it comes to chris jericho and i'm kind of jumping the gun here you know talking about the luchis that we're gonna have later on this year but i think jericho's gonna be in our top 10 list yeah absolutely uh, especially at the age that he's at he's firing all cylinders and man I, he's in the conversation of greatest of all time at this point. You know what I mean? Just for what he's done. You think about how he's evolved and he was a part of that, I feel like that last generation of uh, the territory guys, right? When you're talking about how the territories kind of disappeared in the, in the 90s and things like that. And now they're making a resurgence, mm -hmm. right? But man, he just he's cut from a different cloth. You know what I mean? His in-ring work, his promo work, he's touching the mainstream when it comes to his things with uh, Fozzie, and he's in movies. He's going to be in the new uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie. I'm a Jay and yeah. Silent Bob fan. You know, you know, people might always, you know, you throw out your Hogan's, your Stone Cold's, your Rocks, uh, you know, your Ric Flair's, your Cena's, and things like that. But let's not forget about Jericho. I mean, we could definitely put him. On the a, Mount a Rushmore, yeah, a wrestler's wrestler, Mount Rushmore, even just a Mount Rushmore of wrestling in general. Yeah, you know? I agree with you 110%. And speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, yo, it's starting to shape up to a, you know, a really good card. You know, the main event is Okada versus Abushi. And Okada went on record this week saying that uh, he actually made a couple of statements this week, but one of the statements he made is that he's not only willing to defend the title against Abushi uh, for night one because Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a two nighter in uh, right. 2020. But he's down to defending that that IWGP Heavyweight Championship at night two as well. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because it almost makes you think that night one is a throwaway. You know what I mean? But and I, there's a part of me that's like, man, I really want Abushi to get his moment because he deserves it. You know what I mean? Um, I got a theory. I don't know if you're going to like it, Sam. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I think, and I could be wrong here. Abushi, Okada's going to main event night one. I think what's going to be a semi-main, besides Jericho and Tanahashi, that's rumored to happen. I think we're going to get Jay White versus Naito for the IC Championship. 
And one okay. of Naito's biggest uh, statements he's done throughout the last year or two is that he wants to be the first man to hold that IC strap and that world title. And I feel like Naito's going to beat Jay White for that Intercontinental Championship, and we're going to get Naito Okada at night two, and Naito's finally going to get his moment. Wow. Man, if that happens, I'm all for it. That's what I think. I would love for it to happen. I think Naito should have beat Okada when I was in Japan for Wrestle Kingdom, (laughs) but we didn't get that. And even the fans in the audience, now remember, this is a Japanese crowd. This is yeah, nothing not like us. <laughs> they don't they don't they don't react like we do. But when yeah. I tell you there was disappointment when Naito lost to Okada in that fucking stadium, yo, there was disappointment there. And Okada was getting a little bit of booze. Not like like crazy booze, but there was some disappointment in the crowd. People wanted Naito to win. And what better way to get Naito Okada, Naito Wrestle Kingdom? Title versus title. I, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Um, no disrespect man. to Ibushi. No disrespect to Jay White. But yeah. I think Naito's the wave. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. I like, I like it, man. I book it right now. Why the hell not? <laughs> Why the hell not? All right. Like, like I said, though, it does kind of diminish night one. And that's going to be the night that I'll actually probably be able to watch. Too, well, no, gonna... I got a surprise for you, my friend. Okay, go ahead. What's up? Wrestle Kingdom, both nights are going to be on the weekend, so you'll be able to watch it. Okay. <laughs> you, you're you're going to have no sleep that week, but still. Right, You'll right. get to watch it live. Man, I felt bad. I had company over last night just to break kayfabe for a little bit, and I fell asleep right, right in front of them for like a good hour. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah, man. Our schedules are nuts, all three of us, but we'll, we'll, we'll be uh, all right. I'm falling asleep on you guys right now. No, it doesn't matter. We don't need you. That's that okay. <laughs> just, push it. just push the button. Just push the button. Yeah. All right. Um, We talked about New Japan. We talked about um AEW. We talked about NXT, WWE. Um, you know, let's uh bring out something comical here, you know, because it's funny, even though it's kind of a negative. Yo, man, Ring of Honor, bro. The ad- uh, article came out this week that... Couple months ago, they signed Maria Manic to a deal. Okay, now for those that mm-hmm. don't know who Maria Manic is, this chick is built like a fucking horse. She wrestles dudes, like she's yeah. amazing. Man she has eater, a right? Man eater, fucking tattooed on her fucking stomach. All right, young girl, attractive, but she's a monster. All right, they signed Ring of Honor signs her to a six month deal, and within these six months, they only have her fucking doing run-ins to attack fucking. Um, you know, like referees and, and women, right? She never had an actual match in Ring of Honor. Her contract is up. She doesn't resign. And now she's at the WWE for Performance Center. And apparently this week she did a tryout. Ring of Honor, oh, you get the wow. biggest. Congratulations. You played yourself. What the fuck? What's going wow. on over there, Sam? I don't know, man. But maybe, uh, maybe it's a lack of funds. Maybe they couldn't resign. Bro, they, 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 no, 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 no. They're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. You have to spend money to make money. The lack of funds is not an issue when it comes to Sinclair, bro. It's the way they're running the company. I don't know. That company's in shambles right now, brother. Maybe Sinclair Sinclair doesn't put them at a priority in the the budget, and they only give Ring of Honor but so much because they look at them like, oh, yeah, we have this wrestling show too. You know what I mean? That – you know, it's maybe it's not looked at like. Hey, okay. Could- All right. Fine. So let's 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 go by your theory. Let's say Sinclair Broadcasting is not giving the funds to Ring of Honor. 
Right. What's the excuse of not booking Maria Manic in a match in six months when you have her at a, in, in a deal? Maybe they couldn't. This is just me freestyling here. Maybe they couldn't come to terms. It was a six-month deal. Maybe at month three, they sat her down and said, do you want to continue with this route? And, you know, she's got a buzz. I mean, we're talking about her on the podcast. If she has a buzz, they should have booked her for a match. They never fucking booked her in a match. They had her only booking to do run-ins. For what? What's the, what, you know, this is one of the things where we're like, what's the purpose behind it? How we're tying this up? What's the story here? Nothing. Guess what? They get a congratulations because they let the fucking girl go. Well, maybe they were like, we're, we're interested in putting the title on you, things like that. Sam's and, trying and so the, hard uh, to uh, clean up right now uh, for uh, Ring of in Honor. The, uh, in the uh, back uh. of her mind, she's got people in her ear like, yo, we're interested in you talking about NXT. You know, you know AEW's knocking on the door with that con money, that Tony Khan money. You know, In a big check? And, and, and she sat down with them and said, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to resign with you. I could finish out my six months with you. That's about it. So they probably figured let's not waste any time. And, you know, just have her do runnings. And, you know, uh, to be honest with you, if she didn't resign after the three months, I probably would have just put her on the shelf and kind of let people forget about her if I was Ring of Honor. That's what I would do if she wasn't going to resign. But I, I feel like Ring of Honor is just, it's just one thing after another with them. And, man, this is a company. We talk about it a lot. This was a company a year ago when they were they were thriving with the lead and the bullet club and this this and that they were in such a better position and and now you look at them and you're like what the fuck like yeah. it's gotten so bad with ring of honor that now new japan talent don't want to even be booked in ring of honor shows they want nothing to do with ring of honor i feel like this all started uh wrestlemania weekend man that's uh, it's been like a decline since the g1 supercard for them i really feel like they need to pick it up, and I feel like we touch on this every week where we, we're hoping that something happens, and we had the title change um, with Roosh. But it looks like he's not going to sign a new deal. He might sign a deal with AEWW after his contract is up. Yeah. And now we're getting fucking PCO and Roosh, and no disrespect to PCO, but I'm not really interested in a, in a fucking main event between Roosh and PCO. I feel like PCO jumped the gun to signing that contract now because they're probably going to put the title on him if Roosh isn't going to be signed. He's like 175 years old. I know. And you think about where the product is going and you think about, you know, just in a couple, like if he would have waited a couple months, he probably could have got a big, nice contract from AEW. Well, I don't think he's got a couple of months. Yeah, that's probably what he was thinking. It's rumored that he's going to resign with Ring of Honor just just to let you guys know. Uh, he's probably comfortable there, and he's making decent money there, so why not? You know what I mean? And if they're going to put the title on him, shit. That's the first time he's ever been a heavyweight champion anywhere. You know what I mean? So, oh man, I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at him. It's just... You man, know, right? I, I think about just... It, it kind of upsets me, man, because, man, the Ring of Honor does have talent. It's just... I feel like it's poor booking decisions. Um, I feel like that product is convoluted, too. Um, you know, we talk about WWE being convoluted, but I think Ring of Honor is right there with them. Uh, I don't know, man. I feel like get rid of everyone in the office and kind of start fresh, you know? I, I would like to see them get back to their roots, which was wrestling. Yeah, I you agree. Know what I mean, I agree. get back to the handshake in the beginning of the match. Let's have these these great matches that you guys were known for. Um, you know, Daniel Bryan, Nigel McGuinness, you know, CM Punk, Samoa Joe. Things like that, man. We need to see what you guys are known for, Ring of Honor. Please, you know, that's I'm begging you guys. Get back to your roots. 
you know what I mean? Uh, reach out to other companies besides New Japan. You know, I think they did a thing with NWA, and NWA is doing great things. NWA, it's funny how NWA, right, they had an alliance with Ring of Honor, and then out of nowhere, they broke up their alliance, and now, a couple months later, NWA is just having a show on YouTube, and that's getting nothing but praise, and it's being recognized more than Ring of Honor. 200,000 views. That says something, my friend. 200,000 in the first 24 hours. That also says a lot. Yeah, maybe Ring of Honor is just not doing business the right way. They're not. Like do you, you think maybe NWA saw that coming? I think so. They completely just ended their relationship with them out of the blue. Because I, I think what Sam said, hey, you know what? At the G1 Supercard, that's when everything started going downhill. But mm-hmm. for the, a company that size, things cannot go downhill overnight. There has to be something that was happening behind the scenes from before that led it up to that point. Well, look at look at look at this week. Okada was talking about this week on record saying that he wants a relationship. He wants New Japan to get in bed with AEW. They want a relationship where it benefits both companies where you have AEW talent which we're seeing a little bit of it with Moxley and Jericho, but he wants to do shows in America with AEW. So in 2020, we could potentially see a AEW New Japan relationship. And that makes the most sense. It really does. I mean, if I want to watch New Japan, I, I got to get the next premium package of the Xfinity, and I'm not doing that, all right? So, or, you, or, you could, or you could sign a New Japan World, like, you know, because I kind of gave you my info. Just like, yeah, he did. I, I know what you mean, man, but I'm talking about their, their weekly television He's trying show. to kayfabe it. Gotcha. What I'm saying is TNT is in a lot more homes. I mean, if you have cable, you know what I mean, not just basic or whatever. You got Xfinity, you got Verizon, you got Dish, you got TNT. So why not partner up with this this AEW brand and put on the best products that you, you can as a New Japan? I mean, it makes sense, especially if you're trying to do more shows in America. We saw, you know, Fighting Spirit over here on, on the East Coast, and we saw that they, you know, been dabbling over there in the West Coast and in Texas and things like that. So if they really are serious about starting to tour in America more often, hey, why not, man? Because Ring of Honor is in the hole right now. And to be honest with you, Sinclair Broadcasting, I don't have their weekly show. I really don't. I, if I want to watch Ring of Honor, I got to watch it on the Fight uh, app. Mm. And, and guess not, what? Not I haven't. I haven't. Uh, there hasn't been no uh, reason for me to go on the Fight app to watch Ring of Honor because I'm just not interested. You know? Exactly. You have so much product during the week that it's great product. You know, yeah. you know, a couple of hiccups with, with SmackDown and Raw, but like everything else, NXT, AEW, NWA, Impact Wrestling is going to be on only... Access TV soon. So, so it's like you have so much great product, and it's like Ring of Honor. Where does that fall? In you know what I'm saying? Ring of Honor and... hasn't hasn't gone. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor hasn't. Oh, MLW is another great product. So Ring of Honor hasn't given us a reason to be like, yo, let's tune into Ring of Honor, especially and... now with this main event for Final Battle. It's like, what? This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what's even more sad now that I think about it? They did have a match where we're going to be talking about at the end of the year with um, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven. Yeah, right? it was a, it was where, an hour Broadway, which I thought it was an incredible match. Right, where they went back to their roots and they had a great wrestling match. And we talked about it, but it wasn't enough. No. And it's, it's sad, man. It's sad. I feel bad for guys like Matt Taven and Jay Lethal. You know what I mean? That have been there, like the Briscoes that have been there forever. And slowly but surely, I feel like they might be the first casualty of AEW, you know, taking that that big step 
and going, you know, on TNT and things like that. And this is what we're talking about. This isn't going to affect WWE right away. It's going to affect these smaller companies. So you know? I, I'm going to, I, I kind of remember this that happened earlier this week too. Um, and if it wasn't for the Bischoff firing, we probably would have started with the show with this uh, news tidbit, but it kind of just became forgettable after Bischoff came out with the firing and stuff. But um, uh, Mike Bennett, Michael Canellis, uh, he went on Twitter saying that he asked for his release after he just signed a new deal a couple of week a couple of months ago, which makes no sense or whatever. And then Maria kind of uh added on to that saying that he supports she supports her husband no matter what he decides to do and whether he gets granted his release or not. And Maria hasn't granted his release. So uh, asked for her release. So um kind of real quick, what do you think about this? I think it's very odd and also could we potentially see Mike Bennett return to Ring of Honor? Yeah, a- absolutely. And the way he worded uh, everything on social media where it, he seems like he doesn't want to be put on the shelf uh, and not work for his money and things like that, and he wants to get back to you know working hard all over the world, I, we could definitely see him do a pit stop in Ring of Honor. We could see him go back and do a pit stop in Japan. He seems like he's motivated to to travel the world and and do things. I kind of feel bad for the guy because it was just bad circumstances. And I don't they, think he should have signed the new deal though, especially in the should have walked away. Especially in the era we're living now where you have m- not just AEW, you have multiple of options. Well, look, look at it yeah. when when they first signed with the WWE, like their first deal. You didn't have AEW. No. You didn't have the strength of MLW. Impact was just Impact starting to turn coming their Coming back. Coming back, but they weren't there yet like where have, they are you now. You didn't have NWA. And no. AEW was still a mystery at that AEW wasn't even wasn't a thought a at that point. wasn't even a thought right. at that point. So now, again, going and looking at, at what they re-signed for, right? Just let it go away. Just don't sign. They're going to sit you for six months. But now... You come in with a name more than what you had going into the WWE because now you have other people that got to know you. So yeah. now you just signed six months ago, and now you want to uh, like rescind your contract again. Maybe he wasn't thinking right. Well, I think he was trying to do the best thing for his family as as somebody that has kids. And Leo, I know you can feel me on, on this one. Uh, he had one on the way, one in the oven, and he's got another one and. He was sitting there, oh, my contract's up. WWE's going to pay me this much money. All these other options are here, but, you know, they're not going to pay me this much. I'm already, uh, you know, comfortable where mm-hmm. I'm at. Let me resign. But are you and happy, then, though? Right. The minute he resigned, and then they found out that, you know, Maria is pregnant. And they fucking they, put him in a cuckold fucking... Oh, uh, but again, yeah. but, 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 are you, but are you happy? Terrible. Like, at the end of the day, you as a man has have to come back to your house. Right mm-hmm. now, if you're not happy, you could say, "Oh, the WWE is going to pay me a million dollars." Yeah, but you're going to be a, a a miserable millionaire. Yeah, and he said it on on, on his uh, social media that he was bringing that home. Yeah, and I, I but feel, you always I do though. For him. I feel terrible for him because I feel like he was just trying to do the right thing for his family, and then WWE didn't they 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 felt like they got the shaft because. He wasn't completely honest. Of and course, like, they signed, and then what? Two weeks later, oh my god, I'm pregnant. Yeah, that's basically and, what it was. Yeah. Oh and, man. Ah oh, man, it's it's a it's a 
shitty situation. And I feel like WWE did the wrong thing here. Like, did we really need that angle with the cuckold situation? I don't yeah. even feel comfortable saying that word. And we're a wrestling podcast. That is a disgusting ass. Yes, he is right. a cuckold. Right. It's fucking gross, Fuck man. Living. Anyway. But did we really need that? I mean, that was WWE it was pettiness. Em- it was embarrassment. To, a, to another level. Bro. Yeah, it's embarrassing. You're trying to... It, 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 it feels petty. It is yeah. petty. And at the end of the day, like you said, you got to come home and you got to explain that to your kids. But you, you know, know what? You know what I think, Sam? I, I think him and his wife didn't actually sit down and, and go through all the pros and cons. Yeah. Okay. Con. Get it? Uh, because now, again... There's a lot of things out there. No, no, I'm saying like there's a lot of things out there, we including AEW, including uh, you know Power. You don't have to go back to Ring of Honor, like it, you don't have to go back uh, look there. Look at how it Impact Wrestling they're striving. MLW is also a, a company that is up on the uprise. Or you could just do in the independents. Independents are but, killing it all over the place. And Maria doesn't have to go with them. No. And I'm not done touching on how petty this is for oh, okay. WWE because Sorry. this is a guy that had a drug issue that was in a bad place and got cleaned up while under the WWE umbrella. And then you put him in this situation where you know, as a man, you're not going to be fulfilled in your role as that character. I'm not going to continue to say that word that we were just discussing a a little bit ago, but you guys know what I'm talking about. A sharer. Right. So what the fuck are you doing, man? You could potentially put this guy on a downward spiral, back into a shitty situation and then what's going to happen if you have right now with all the eyes on wwe with fox and all these commercials in the middle of football games and we're talking about a prime time deal and then what if what if god forbid if mike Nels would have overdosed because of the shitty situation that they booked him in you know what it, I mean? Th- this that's, reminds that's me the thinking that people don't yeah. think about. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I, I, even I, I kind of agree with you, but at the same time, and and I'm gonna jump in here real quick because no. you could always just say no. That's true. You could always okay, just but, say but, no. Okay, but this ain't back in the day where people were fearing for their jobs. Hawks didn't say no. Hawk did not say no, and the, his whole drinking problem was brought. That's a different time, Leo. But it, it was still it was still brought. Scott Hall was brought that, on there, and that was a different time where Scott Hall was fearful for his job. This is a fucking different time now. Let's not yeah. let's not act like this is like back in the day. This is a completely different time. You could always time. You could always suck and say of, no. But at the end of the day, is McMahon is the same McMahon, and you can still say you can still say no. And then you're gonna get buried just like Sheamus did. Really, Mike Michael Bennett hasn't been buried his out the whole a, WWE career. Really, it, how much more burial okay. can you get? Well, really, come on. It's but, not like he's John okay, Cena here. But you could you could do worse, <laughs> and you know that. Because they can always say no. Because they, they can go out of their way to make him seem like he can't wrestle anymore, to make it seem like he's a damaged product. Because you know perception is reality. It, perception yeah. is reality, but at the same time, let's not act like he don't have a voice and he can't say no, because he could say no. Then he don't could. sign. No, he, exactly. So he gets a congratulations for that. That's it. Yeah. It, and... Let's remember, we're talking about Mike Canales here. We're not talking about Kevin mm-hmm. Owens or Daniel Bryan or John Cena who's been able to say no to going to Saudi Arabia and things like that. Mm-hmm. If he says no, who knows what else they had in store for him or whatever creative idea. It's just WWE pettiness at another level. The Red level. Rooster making a comeback. No. 
No. Red Rooster, you said? It could be. But I mean, I, like, could, like, I could see him in that gimmick. But but uh, <laughs> all right, let, let's move on. You know, I just said it just to say the stupidest thing let, that I could think of. Let's right? just move on. Let's talk about. There's a big show happening tonight. Impact show. Wrestling's Bound for Glory. They sold it out. This is a company that's striving right now. It's a five thousand seater uh, over in Chicago. Who's, uh, Roberts, right? He's the, um, the the kid that was on Tough Enough. The guy that does Josh um, Matthews. Josh. Uh, no 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 hold on. Congratulations, you played yourself. I couldn't remember his name, but what he said that this was one of the most profitable in a while, bound for yeah. glories in a while. In a while, yep. I read wrestling stuff. I just couldn't remember his fucking name. You think of face. Justin Roberts and he just signed a deal with AEW yeah, to be an announcer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's cover it. Let's. I've had a long. Let's day, predict bro. some of the matches. Let's um start off with um, PCO. No, he's not on. There. This is a match that I'm really interested. In. Shout out to Ace Romero. He just signed a yes. deal with Impact Wrestling, a three-year yes. deal. So let's give him a oh, congratulations real quick. So he's actually going to be part in this multi-man ladder match. Yes, Ace Romero is going to be in this ladder match. So we have Jay Chris defending his X Division Championship against um, the new AAA Latin America champion, uh, Daga. Daga. Um, you have uh, Ace Romero, Ace Austin, and Tessa Blanchard. I'm going with Tessa on this one. I want Tessa to win this title. Me too. <laughs> I'm going with Ace Austin. Yeah, Ace Austin's nasty too, bro. Yeah, and from what I haven't really been paying attention to the impact as a, a product as much as I should be because there's only just so many hours in a day. But from what I've been seeing on social media, he's really been taking that turn and taking his character to another level. Where he has, like he has, dyeing his hair and he's really, really getting into it. And I, I remember he's very you know, sleazy now. Right, the first time I saw him on that House of Hardcore show, I was like, this kid is great. You know what I mean? And I was watching some of his videos on Instagram before he signed with Impact, and he could fucking cut a promo. This guy is a great He's great. Talent. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. And at WrestleMania weekend, everybody was talking about that spot at the Rawway Rec Center where he jumped off that that uh, scaffolding. Man, I, this guy, he's got future star written all over him, and, you know, that's who I'm picking tonight. Yeah, me too. Um, let's, let's move on to a, a, another match where Leo's kind of questioning Ken Shamrock versus Moose. Um, you know, this is Ken Shamrock's return, you know, in a ring in a while, um, at least in a, in a, in like a mainstream level, you know, cause he's going to be on pay-per-view and stuff. But, um, I think Moose got to get this win, man. I think Ken Shamrock putting Moose over, it's going to benefit Moose and Ken Shamrock. He's a legend, right? He doesn't really need the win. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Uh, he's doing it. For a paycheck, to be honest with you, you know what I mean? He's been making his little uh, pro wrestling appearances here and there. He had a, an appearance at uh, bar wrestling, and now he, he's doing this spot with Impact. Um, you know, he's just he's going to get Moose to that next level uh, where he needs to be. And I, I really enjoy the Moose character uh, where it, he's been taking it. He's a heel's heel. Like, he's a dickhead. For real, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he treats the fans that way too, and I'm all for it. That's the way heels are supposed to be. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's not afraid to get booed. He's not afraid to, you know. That's a lost art. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm all for Moose with the win. Get him over. Uh, his potential is an uh, Impact's got a great roster here. You know what I mean? Of, of stars, man, future stars that could could get them to that next level. Um, as a company, man, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. Moose for the win. All right. Um, for the women's championship, you have Taya Valkyrie 
versus Tennille Dashwood. Um, I'm going to go with Tennille here, and the only reason I'm going to go with Tennille Dashwood here, first, first of all, they're both great workers, especially Ty. Ty has been killing it this year. She's definitely going to be in our top 10 list um, for the Luchis. But the only reason I'm going with Tennille on this one is, you know, there's rumors going around that Morrison signed a new deal with WWE, and I believe Ty Valkyrie's contract is up sometime this year. And if Morrison goes to WWE, if that is rumored to be ha- happening sooner rather than later, I would not be surprised if Ty Valkyrie is right there behind him. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, what I'll say is I'll agree with you with uh, Tennille Dashwood winning tonight. But um, besides the contract talk, I feel like Tennille needs this more than Ty. I feel like Ty has definitely performed uh, to another level this year. I think this uh, will be her first major women's championship if she wins tonight. Right. And um, I feel like Tennille has uh, uh, she has more to prove, to be honest with you. She um, she had a good run in, in Ring of Honor. It was all right. It was it, it, it was it was OK. It was nothing it was spectacular. Okay. Right. And we all know what happened in WWE. You they know what I mean? It, it was no. injury after injury. And uh, Emma gimmick was man. And they buried her. <laughs> evil Emma and yeah. things like that. But let's not forget that. She was one of the beginnings of this women's evolution, yep. revolution, whatever you want to call it. Her and Paige kicking ass in, in NXT. NXT. Yeah, and um, I feel like right now she needs the title. She needs this win more than Taya because Taya has, like I said, exceeded expectations this year. The loss won't hurt her. If she winds up in NXT or WWE, you know, great for her. Um, whatever is going to make her, her life uh, better, you know what I mean? Um, I, I agree. T- t- uh, uh, Tennille needs this more than Taya right now. You know, put the strap on her. All right, main event time. You got Brian Cage defending that World Heavyweight Championship against Sammy Callahan. And, man, I, I praised Sammy Callahan so many times uh, on the podcast before. I'm a big fan of Sammy Callahan. This is a guy that two years ago, put impact wrestling on its back and has represented this company in a phenomenal fashion. And he would put impact wrestling on his back when nobody else would. This is like the very beginning stages when impact started to turn and they started putting out great product. And I've said it before. I said it again. When he signed this new deal with impact wrestling about a year ago, I said, I hope they put the world title on him at some point because he's more than deserving to be a world champion. This guy has superstar ring all over him. He cuts amazing promos and I just can't praise the guy enough. I think he takes it from Brian Cage tonight. And that's and that's nothing. That's not taking away nothing from Brian Cage because I think Brian Cage is a phenomenal a talent too. But I think this is Sammy Callahan's moment. And what better way to do it in Chicago? Yeah. Uh, again, I'll agree with you here. Um, to, listen, I love Brian Cage, but this title run, it hasn't been the greatest. Underwhelming. And, and it's not all his fault because there's been injuries. Right. There's been injuries with his back and things like that. Sammy Callahan, everything that you just said, I'll mirror that exact same sentiment. I, I don't need to say the same thing that you said, but I agree with it 100%. This guy deserves the title, mm-hmm. deserves it. If you want to chant, you deserve it, whatever. Well, tonight's the night when Mario's Sammy Callahan gets the win. Yeah, Sammy Callahan, I, I can't praise him enough, man. He, he definitely deserves this moment. And check out Impact Wrestling Battle for Glory tonight. It's going to be an awesome pay-per-view. I'm so happy for that company because uh, they, they've come a long way from what 
the shambles they were about like two years ago. They were like in a Ring of Honor position, maybe even worse than what Ring of Honor is now at one point. And they've made the come up. They've come back and they come back in a phenomenal fashion. I'm so happy for all the talent and Impact Wrestling. They're doing a uh, Don Callis is doing a great job with that brand and Scott Demore. I can't forget about him. Um, and you know, support this brand, support the pay per view. Either get it on the fight app or get it on traditional pay per view. It, it there's obviously more. There's other matches on the card. We're just not gonna go in every go uh, cover every match. But yeah, support this brand or the pay per view. I will be doing it. So uh, yeah, check out this uh, pay per view. Leo, uh, do you have any plugs in? No, I'm good. You have no plugs this week. Losrated.com. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I'm half asleep. <laughs> I've had a long weekend. Sam, do you have any plugs in? Uh, He's looking for them. He's here. looking for them. He didn't have them ready. He's looking for them. Congratulations. You played yourself. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take that. Um, man, you're catching them today, Sam. <laughs> it's all good, man. Hey, uh, shout out to Nerds uh, Clothing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, go follow them. They have an awesome brand over there. Um, we saw um, Mario post a Penta jacket you that he just up. got. You fucked up. <laughs> I, did, I did not fuck up, man. Go follow them. They got some great content over there. They're you... coming out with a Street Fighter line. Wouldn't it have made sense for me to plug Nerds Wrestling since yeah. I'm the one that actually bought the jacket, Sam? Hey, man, you asked me first. <laughs> Yo, this guy's such a jobber, bro. <laughs> what a jobber, bro. But shout out to Nerds Wrestling. Uh, I bought a Pentagon jacket from them, and it's such an amazing jacket. And, Go support their brand. And shout out to Sam's shirt that has Ric Flair and Gucci. There you go. Show that yeah. one off, Sam. That, trying to help that, you. Yeah, that's a bootleg there. I got it online. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It actually looks really good. It actually does look like a pretty cool shirt, Sam. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Trying to help that. you, Sam. Yeah, you, you're trying to, you know, you're kind of drowning there, brother. Trying to help you out. I'll be all right. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, you need a life raft? Let's. Uh, okay. So before we wrap up, uh, I do want to touch on one thing. So I think um, next week we'll take a break. We'll come back the final week, which will be the first weekend of November, either Saturday, Sunday, whatever works for you Saturday. guys, because we could cover Money in the Sand four. <laughs> And we could um, also cover, if we do it on Saturday, we could preview the MLW pay-per-view happening um, that, that weekend. Or if we do it on Sunday, we could recap the MLW pay-per-view on top of everything. We got this... nothing but time and opportunity to figure that shit out. So next weekend, there will be no show, and then we'll come back uh, the first week of November. Is that cool with everybody in the room? And Yeah. And from Sam in an undisclosed location? It sounds good to me, man. Sounds good to me. And then and, um, whatever we decide on, uh, I'll, I'll post a video and let everybody know that the uh, the listeners to the show, uh, the friends of the show, uh, to let you know when we will be uh, going live again. All right. So we'll be doing that. We'll be making our return the first weekend of November. And then the final weekend, Sam and I will be at uh, Full Gear, Baltimore. So I think we'll probably do a show maybe after the pay-per-view maybe that sunday maybe we could do a recap show on the road why, why don't we do a, a a pre-show on the way we could either do it in the car like we've done before or uh yeah uh, on the way there um and then maybe do a quick re recap show after we're done okay so uh, you could probably show. potentially two pods might drop that weekend or maybe that monday so be on the lookout for that right yeah, man. Okay, so potentially two pods. Definitely something will drop that weekend. And then we'll make a return in studio the following weekend, right? 
Yeah. Sounds about right. Sounds right to me. All right. So you can find me at Rated R since 87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere. And also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it. Are we done? We are done, Leo. And if you guys are not watching our Facebook Live episode, Leo looks like half dead. Taking a nap real quick. Sam's soothing voice making me fall asleep. You're right, though, Sam. I feel like this show, you know what I feel about this show? Like, the, the tone of this show? This show was very mundane on a Sunday. Oh, dude, look outside. It's nasty out. Oh, I, ha- I, I have no idea what Sam said, but whatever Sam said, make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show. iTunes, SoundCloud, you're one of your fans, so Apple Podcasts, tune in, lmsdialogradio.com, Stitcher, and Spotify, wherever you get your podcast needs. Leave us a 555-555-star. Frog slash radio, you comments, greetings, bury either one of us. It'll most likely be Leo, because he's half dead. Nappy, nappy. Sam, because he's at a undisclosed location and not in studio. He's in the NXT of studios. Or me, because you just hate that I talk so much shit. We got to get him out of full sale. Is he? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't even. No, I'm not going to compare Sam to full sale crowd. The full sale crowd is atrocious. Well, we got to get Sam out of full sale. He has to come up to the the main roster. He was here last week. He was here. I'm tired, bro. Remember, Sam's the Tim Tebow of the show. Double T. Double S. He really need like uh, what happened? Oh, he did the the Tim the, Tebow pose, the the the, the, the pose, the, the gimmick. Uh, yeah, man. All right, go ahead. For Sleepy Leo, yeah. For Sammy Suplex, that's not in studio right now. You're truly Mr. Rated R. Keep it Rated R and stay too sweet. <laughs>